It is The Brink, that podcast that once was good. Let's be honest, it never was really good. That podcast that once existed, and now it does again sporadically. We are back for another exciting episode. I am sadly not in New York anymore, but it doesn't mean you're not going to get entertainment because I am starting this episode up straight away with everybody's favourite man who was from Snug and now he lives in Korea because that's where all the Snugites go. It's everybody's favourite band member from Fatty Essa because the other two band members suck. I don't even remember who they were. <laughs> He's Noah Gross. Yay, Noah, welcome back to the break. It's been a while. I'm the only person from Snug to get away and I'm happy about that. Not even your dad or your mum have ever left Snug? Well, I mean, they visited me here, but outside of that, no. Did your dad visit you in Korea? He did, but that's the furthest he's ever been from Snug. Oh, I can see your dad going. That'd be fun. Did he have a good time? Yeah, we had a good time. It was what about your five mom? years ago now. Did she have a good time? She was recently there, wasn't she? Tell us about My your mum's mom. recent visit to Korea. Recently here, and it was a wild time. And a wild time. Most people do not believe that she is my mother because most mothers are not getting trashed at <laughs> 4 a.m. moshing to Korean rock bands. So Wow. Okay. Yeah. So how do you feel about your mother moshing at 4 a.m. to – do you have a good enough relationship with your mother that that's cool or are you like, oh, my God, mum, go back to Australia? I mean, it is cool, but – Part of me thinks it's it's not cool because no one else has that. So it's kind of like, really? But also <laughs> how many people are like moshing with your mother at 3 a.m. to a Korean rock band in Seoul? So uh, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, you've been in Korea now for four years? Five, four, four. four. I have four going on five. Now, I, I remember being in a car with you when you found out you were going to Korea. Did you ever think from that moment that you would still be in Korea four years later? Four, four, four and a half. That was that was end of 2017. Yeah, almost five. Nearly five uh, years since you got that phone call. That was like October, wasn't it, 2017? So here you are, still there. I mean, the answer is no, but... I mean, there is this little thing called COVID-19 that... Never heard of it. No. I mean, you'd never heard of her? She's great. Sounds um, hot. Yeah, she's, she's hot, but... I mean, I don't regret that I've been here for this long because if I'd gone home, I would have been doing what? Nothing. <laughs> um, so I feel lucky that I've been in this situation, but... I was here in my second year and I signed up for a third year and I said, okay, three years in Korea, that's my kind of limit. I'm going to do three years and move on. I'm going to go and visit Ben in Canada. I'm going to visit Colin in Canada. I'm going to visit my friends in America. That was my plan after three years. Uh, So originally planned was three years, but... There were worse places that you could hunker down for this pandemic, so I don't regret it. But, yeah, I mean, because I kind of have a very unique situation where my city in Korea, Daegu, was 
outside of Wuhan and outside of, there was a place in Italy. I don't know if you remember where in Italy. Marioville. Marioville. Mushroom Kingdom. (laughs) Yeah, Mushroom Kingdom. There was a place in Iran. Daegu, my city in Korea, was the fourth place ever in the world to get hit by COVID. And it was kind of scary at the time, but, like, my mom was messaging me, like, come home, come home. (laughs) And I still tease her to this day. I'm like, imagine if I had come home. I would be jobless. I'd be sitting in snug. And I always tease her. What's that like? Jobless and sitting in Tasmania. Terrible. I always tease her to this day that, like, if you had made me come home, I would never say a word to you. Like, I'd be, like, (laughs) staring at you, like. No 4 a.m. mosh pits and Korean rock. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, longer than I expected, but I've taken what's been given to me and, like, it's it's not been – people have had it worse. Like, I've had it pretty fine. Like, Korea's been pretty good with the whole thing. You, though, actually only just got COVID literally in the last, like, week or so. So welcome to the yeah. party, pal. Um, so it took you a while. Uh, obviously, we're not here to joke about COVID. It's a serious, uh, you know, virus, and people have died and ripped to the people who have. But were you you were proud not to get it, but proud that you hadn't got it, and then you got it. So you were like, "Oh fuck, I'm," you know, because like I feel like it is now. Like it used to be a thing of like, "Oh, in twenty years' time, I can tell my kids I got COVID. I got it." Now it's more of a case of like, "Yeah, I was one of like the only few people that didn't get it." So, but you lost that title, Noah. So how did you yeah. feel about that? I mean, I just, I'm so embarrassed because maybe three weeks ago I was at a festival, like, which if you're listening to this in four years, you're like, so what? But like in COVID (laughs) times, like, oh my God, he was at a festival. Um, Because for people listening now, like 2022 is the first year. I feel like worldwide. uh, I can't speak for this because I've not been worldwide, but. I feel like 2022 is the first year that has felt genuinely open. Would you agree with that? Like 2022 is the most sort of open yeah. year since 2020. Depends on where you are in the world, I guess. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I, I would agree for the most part, yes. It was a lot easier getting feel- an international flight this year than it was last yeah. year when I flew between countries, so, yes. It feels like it's kind of done at this point, but I'm, I, I said to someone, I was at a festival, a beer festival, like, three weeks ago, and I, I said to someone who had had COVID, oh, I'm pretty sure I I am I must have immunity to COVID because I've been out for three years and I've not had it. Uh, and then I go out on a random weekend, two and a half years into the pandemic, and I get it. Like, <laughs> So in one way, it's good to have it now, but in another way, it's so anticlimactic to be the person who... I'm like the last of my friends to get it. Like it's like I'm, I either don't get it or I get it like two and a half years. So you also the last of the uh, the hosts on Double Seven to get it too. You were the, <laughs> the third wheel there. So, but did, I, how I, were, you, I, were you? Were you okay? Did you did you suffer? Did you like? Did you lock yourself in a room and die? Like what happened? Honestly, like I'm. I know it's awful to say, but I I wish it was worse because. <laughs> I've had colds that were worse. Like, hmm. Everyone's got like their COVID stories. I think like it's the, kind of the one. It. My COVID story, freaking tired. I was exhausted and 
like I'm I'm an insomniac. I was sleeping for 13 hours. Like I was exhausted, but I had no real like I've had worse colds. What would be your worst I've, cold you ever had? Do you remember the sickest you've ever been? I think we all remember the time the sickest we were ever been. I but but do. the thing the thing about this is like we all at the time when we're so sick, we think mm. Oh my god! I just wish I was better. And you think at the time when you're so sick, oh, I would give anything to be well right now. Yeah. And then when you get well, you don't think about the fact that you were sick. Yeah. And then you get sick, and you think, oh my god, I'd give anything to be well right now. Well, no one's and sitting around going, well. oh my god, I would give anything to be sick right now. Like no one's thinking yeah. that. Exactly. So, but what like, was the sickest you've been? Do you remember? Yeah, I do remember, but I don't know if we want to go into that. Oh, I'm asking you. Come on. This is the brink. We're a very open show here. Like, nothing to hide on, on the brink. <laughs> Vietnamese New Year's, um, which is coincides with the Chinese New Year or the Lunar New Year, uh, which is like early February, late January. Uh, Vietnamese food poisoning. Vomiting in my in my hotel room while in the background I can hear the fireworks of the New Year's like Happy New Year while I'm vomiting everything up for two days straight. Uh, Ouch! Traveling on my own and I still had at least two weeks to travel, so uh, I had to two days after that get on a flight. Uh, I got like scammed thirty dollars for like Imodium sort of like sick tablets because I had no choice. I was in this tiny village in Vietnam. Vietnam. I had to pay for the $30 medicine because like, what choice do you have? I had to do it. Obviously I got scanned, but there was no choice. Uh, I had to get a flight. When I was going to get the flight, I was vomiting and there was no taxis around and the hotel lady was going, oh, I'm going to call my boyfriend and you can get on his bike and he'll drive you to your, oh, to the airport. I was I've in a tiny town, too. Vietnam. Uh, I'm proud of myself that I survived. Like, that's like strength of my courage to get through all of that. What like, did you to eat? Get a flight. What did you, that made you sick? It was either the oyster rice that I ate or it was this weird-ass dessert where they were like chugging like weird jellies on top and Ugh. all sorts of uh it was something but honestly i looked pregnant i got home to my hotel room and i looked pregnant like which it's, it was so thing like i guess it was bad this probably sounds a weird way of saying it but i guess you got lucky in you're never probably going to eat that food again. I've had food poisoning a couple of times where it maybe hasn't lasted two days, but it's definitely lasted a good 24 hours where you, it's coming out of both ends and it never stops. But um, there are certain things that you'll have which you just do not touch for a very long time. I think I got – I remember my sister had moved out and she was with a boyfriend at the time and I had – is that – I got – No boyfriend. Do you, no, do, you, do you remember – I don't know how often you would come into the northern suburbs of Hobart as a kid, but do you remember the uh, the amazing Chinese restaurant called China Diner that was opposite McDonald's in Moona? Um, I think I do know what you're talking about. To be fair. I went there twice, and I think I got food poisoning both times, but um, I got food poisoning. It was near New Year's Eve, and I had eaten China Diner. <laughs> Wasn't feeling too well, but then my sister had these lemon-like tarts in her place. So I remember eating the lemon tart, and then 
all I can remember is vomiting up lemon flavored stuff. So like I was off lemon flavoring. She made them. No, no, she didn't. My sister's a good cook, actually, so it wasn't her. But um, yeah, and then other times I got food poisoning. Like my dad had cooked something chicken, and it was yeah. But um, I the sickest I ever got twenty ten. Um, I like I would every year get a very bad seasonal cough. Like it was always around Christmas and, um, you know, it eventually, I think I found, so I, when I was in New Zealand, I got this doctor who basically cured me. Like it was brilliant. He gave me an inhaler and inhaler and I've never had it since. Like it was amazing. But so this Christmas, for whatever reason, I just, some, some reason got really sick and I never forget it. It was Christmas Eve and I was doing this show. I was doing the show on edge radio and I was feeling sort of a bit like, off in the morning, but I was like, okay, push her. It's not that bad. And then by Christmas Eve, I was like, oh my God, like I just had a fever. I was just, everything is so right. I just went to bed really early. All Christmas day, I was just in bed and I was coughing so bad. My dad had to take me to hospital uh, on Christmas day. And then they couldn't find, they had to isolate me in another room because I thought I was contagious. Didn't find anything wrong with me. S- sent me home. I was bedridden for a week. I could not like, like, get out of bed. I was vomiting, coughing, weak, everything. Uh, did not get out of bed literally to New Year's Eve. And um, the amount of tests they did on me for bronchitis, whooping cough, like, everything. And they never found out what was wrong with me. Uh, and I was full-on bedridden for a week. I was, it was terrible. Um, uh, what year? Easily. Uh, 2010. So it was end of 2010. It was, it was like, three weeks after my first ever overseas trip. Uh so yeah, it was it was something, but no, that was not fun. A year, but a year before you courted me, the year before I courted sixteen-year-old Noah, or however old you were. So happy ten-year, eleven-year anniversary, by the way, Noah. We've made it eleven years. I've known you longer stuck than with, pretty much everyone in my love. Yeah, I'm my- stuck with you. <laughs> you really have. Um, but so, okay, I know we've talked about this off air and I know people, two people are listening to this. You obviously don't know what's in the future for you, but has the experience of living in Korea, because you're a very world traveler, you've lived in, you know, I, I'm just white bread Australian who've lived in the most white bread countries. I've lived in New Zealand, America and Canada. Wow, go Ben. But like you've lived in like Europe, you've lived in Asia now, like do you want to live in places like Korea in the future? Or do you think like, oh, no, I'm going to come back to Australia? Like if you right now, right now you could do anything and you could end up anyway, would you have an idea of where you would want to go? I mean, I'm leaving Korea next year. But as people, and no one believes me, like everyone here says, oh, you keep saying that, but I'm leaving. You're Ross from Friends. People, that's they want you to stay. I'm Ross from Friends. I'm smart and witty, like Ross yeah. from Friends. Don't get engaged smart as much witty. as some people, but, you know. No, I've not been engaged as much as Ross, but I'm smart and witty. I always, I always thought I was a channeler, but I've been told I'm a Ross. So. You're a bit of a Phoebe. You know, you're a bit aloof, a bit silly. I, I would take the Phoebe, actually. <laughs> I think I'm a Phoebe. Um you look like her, very Lisa Kudrow-esque. Yeah, I mean, people have told me in the past I'm quite Lisa Kudrow. Um, <laughs> no, I, I I, honestly think I would be quite a Phoebe slash Monica, but I've been told I'm a smart and witty like Ross. So, I, I'm um, definitely a mixture of Chandler, Ross and Monica. That's how I always sell myself. 
I mean, you're not a Joey, and you're not a... Food may be dumb, but other side of things, no. Yeah, I can see you as a Ross and a Monica. Definitely, definitely. I'm very anal when it comes to cleaning and cleanliness. Ross, I'm a bit of a dick sometimes, but also like to get engaged a lot. Um, and Chandler, because I'm hilariously sarcastic when most people don't laugh at me. There's a fun thing. So I know I want you to answer the question in a second, but I know you, I don't think you're a big Friends fan. But one thing, if you ever rewatch Friends, notice that none of the other friends actually ever laugh at Chandler, even though he's the like the funny, sarcastic one, and we all laugh at him. So you are a Chandler, <laughs> exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like anyway. So yes, uh, where, where where do you want to go? What do you want to? Yeah. Where do you? Where do you want? But, but for the re- for the kind of reference is that. Recently was my birthday, and in my birthday card, one of my Korean co-workers <laughs> randomly called me a Ross in the <laughs> happy birthday message. Like, oh, you're a Ross. Like, uh, sure. Could have been worse. I mean, a I, I've got a bit of Gunther, I think. Oh, I'm, I'm Gunther, a loser. I'm, sorry? Rest in peace, Gunther, the guy Michael. Yeah, rest in peace. He died. I, I, I'm a bit of a loser like Ross, but I, I always thought I was a bit of a Chandler with a bit of a moniker, but I'll take Ross. Ross um, got Rachel, though, so not that much of a loser. Come on. But she's you're, you remind me of Ross because you're smart and witty. I think I'm smart and witty. Yeah, half of that's true. Um, uh, I'll take it. Uh, thank you, co-worker. Um, the answer is I don't know, but... Uh, People tease me here because they think I'm never going to leave. And they also they also forget, and you can attest to this, I'm glad that you're also Australian, is that during this pandemic, Australia kind of were assholes to their own population because they were not really welcoming of people coming back to their country. Like, um, yeah. I, d- I don't want to make a big deal out of it, but it was somewhat traumatic, the fact that my own country had no interest of in me ever being there for about three years. Um, so... They let me I don't back know in, where... You're fine. It's all good. Yeah, I mean, now, yeah. But I don't know where I'm going to end up. I will go back to Australia for a bit, but it's it's not me leaving Korea because I don't like Korea. It's me leaving Korea because I'm t- it's time for something new. Do you but, yeah. I can't believe it's been miss, five years. Do you ever miss Tasmania? Uh, I don't know what answer you want me to tell you. But I, 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 not, I would like an honest answer. Like, I mean, I, I would love to know. Like, I mean, people listening to this who are from Tasmania know it's unique in many ways. And I don't know about you, but, like, whenever I'm overseas or living overseas, I, I proudly say I'm a Tasmanian and I'll proudly you know, say where I'm from and speak highly of where I'm from. Doesn't mean I want to live here. (laughs) Like I spent 31 years of my life here. That's enough for me. I'm here right now and I want nothing more than to leave again. So, but I'm still proud of where I'm from. I've just, I've done my time here, you know? Yeah. In in Korea, I'm a Tasmanian before I'm an Australian. Yeah. Um, If people ask me where I'm from, I'm from Tasmania. Yep. Uh, And followed by, do you know that? Yeah. Uh, no, Tasmanian Devil. Oh, they're real. Yes. No, they don't spin yeah. around. Um, yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. No, I, I will go back for a bit, but I mean, I've lived in a big city in Korea. Like, how do you go back to then living in 
tell, yeah. I've lived in where in my neighborhood alone, I've got 15 convenience stores, 10 cafes, three hospitals, four dentist places, uh, blah, 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 just in my neighborhood alone. And for people who live in big cities, that's nothing. But for people who've come from Tasmania, that's like crazy that to the point where unfortunately, I don't know if I can go back and I I love my family and everything, but you asked if I missed it. The answer is not really because there's so much going on here every weekend. There's, there's something happening here. And like, as someone who came from snug in a small <laughs> town, I've moved to this place where I'm living in a place where basically in Korea never sleeps. Like it's 24 seven, basically. Which is, I could leave right now, this conversation, go to a restaurant and it's 12 o'clock right now. But I think uh, that's so the thing that some people will that's have. That's hard like, for me. It's, it's not to take away because obviously a lot of people move to Tasmania because they don't want what you're saying. They want the idyllic quietness and they like the fact that there's not three hospitals. My and dad, ten, like, he was born yeah. in Sydney. My my dad, my, my, my every one of my family who still lives here, like that's their life and, you know, that's their choice and that's what they like. I, I know people from the mainland who want to live in Tasmania. They want that lifestyle. Um, but I'm very much like you. It's, I'm not that person. I like big cities. I like, that's why I went to New York and like you live in New York for a little bit and you come back here. It's not happening. It's just like, what the fuck? Like, and I think what you said, like when you say like, there's always something happening and like, like it's, it's, you know, I'm not a social person at the best of times. And that's a lot of that I think comes from the fact that like people I would hang out with don't live here anymore. And plus it's Hobart. What can you do? Where it's like you're in a place like New York and you're like, yeah, I want to go to Broadway. Do I like theatre? Not really, but now I do. And like, yeah, I want to eat this food. Yeah, I want to do that. Yeah, I want, like you're just doing shit all the time and it's great. You're loving it. Um, and again, not to like this show is a Hobart show. We are born Hobart raised, been around for nearly 20 years, proud of our city. But just being an honest person, I'm proud as punch that I'm Tasmanian. I will always say I'm a Tasmanian and I, I'm from Hobart and I will wear that with honour. But I don't want to live here anymore. And that's nothing against the place. It's just I've outgrown the city and it's not for me anymore. So I'm, I'm one of it, the few but... that got away. Yeah. And it sucks and... you back in. It's like a tractor <laughs> beam. I mean, I'm still here right now and I want to leave. But like, it's, but, yeah. but I, I kind of hate that because to me at this point, there's no going back. And I kind of hate that because I do miss my family and I've got a younger sister who's not even 10. I would love to spend more time, but at this point, I don't know where I'm going next, but it's not Hobart because once you get away, there's no turning back. And I, I kind of tell people who I meet here, like, I kind of want to die in Hobart. Like, yeah, I'd when retire. I'm older, I'd come back. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the thing is once you're older and you have kids, yeah, it's a great place, but. As a young person, I'm surprised that not everyone has gotten out. Mm. Uh, and it's... I don't mean to spend five years in Korea, but I I don't see how I can ever go back. And that kind of scares me because if you told me that five years ago, that six years ago, that would be crazy. But there's just, I, I can't see a return now. Um, but maybe when I'm older, that will happen. I think it's just, it's one of those things that 
whenever you live in a place like, you know, this, you grow up in like, you know, you, you were in a smaller place and I was snug. It's not that far away from Hobart, but whatever. But like, it feels like it's literally the smallest place in the world. Like when you live in a place like Hobart. I went on to live in a place that was a quarter of the size of Hobart in New Zealand and you feel even more fucking isolated there. So when you come back to Hobart, you're like, wow, this is a big city. But yeah, it's still a place where it does trap people in a way. And But again, that's not always a bad thing. We're not trying to be hit. Getting out of Hobart was so good. Like it's, it's, it's a place that some people love that, but it's, it's definitely a thing that like you get out, you experience stuff. And sometimes people get out and they go, no, it wasn't for me. I had to go back. But um, no, I, I 100% with you. I mean, obviously, you know, I was lucky enough to move overseas, live out of the state, circumstances brought me back. I left again and the circumstances brought me back again. So, but like, I'm already planning to get the fuck out of here and uh, I'll come, maybe I'll come live with you in Korea. How about, how about we finally, <laughs> no, sorry, like, no, no, <laughs> no, no. I don't want you. Don't no, want, I North mean, Korea. I want to go to North Korea. Honestly, it's like, come to Korea, but like, I, like, I, that's I the wouldn't. Thing. No, not for me. <laughs> I mean, you, you're surprised. I think you would have a lot of fun, to be honest. But, oh, look, um, I would visit. I would. I just. It's not a it's place. Been my home for five years. I could show you around. It would be fun. It's just not a place that's ever like stood out to me in my top places that I would go. Not to live either. Like, you know, I don't know. But that's where we differ because I love the idea of living in these places where I'm so out of my comfort zone and where it's so different. And I just like it when people go, you've got a funny accent. That's enough for me. (laughs) And I can go watch things like hockey and eat bagels. Um, That's, that's enough foreign activities for me. The rest are just, everyone's like me. They just have more guns over that part of the world. You, you told me when I was 16 years old that I, in five, six years later that I'd be living in, Daegu, South Korea. Like, I would not believe you at all. I wouldn't believe you when you were 16 that you'd still be talking to me 11 years later, but here we are. I've stuck with you. Oh, longest relationship I've ever had, and that's actually true. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> probably true. <laughs> There's like, I shouldn't say that. There's a couple of people from high school who I technically still talk to, but not as much as I talk to you. <laughs> you and Colin are the two people I talk to the most in my life outside of probably my own father. That is absolutely truth. I've stuck by you. Yeah. Aw. Through thick and thin. Yeah, exactly. Good for you. I'm glad. Just uh, remember that when we get married. Um, One one final thing to talk and ask. Uh, I actually know what I'm going to ask. I'm just trying to stretch this out because, you know, we don't want to be here all day. Um, If you were to sell Korea because like, you own the country, so you can sell it to the UN. Like, hi, how are you going? Coffee and onions, not the head of the UN. I don't know who the head of the UN is anymore. Bob Smith. Um, if you were to sell to me, come to Korea, like what? what is it enticing about Korea to come and visit? That is honestly a great question, but like come That's to Korea. It's me nearly this... 20 years to ask one. Thank you. <laughs> come to Korea, this land that's kind of untouched, like... And it's ironic, I don't know when this is airing, but it's ironic that you say this. It's 10 years since Gangnam Style came out. Oh, uh, happy anniversary, Gangnam Style. Yeah, anniversary to Gangnam Style, which honestly kind of opened up Korea as a mainstream thing, as much as we joke about Gangnam Style. But You know what? 
No, it's only interrupt, but I remember discovering Gangnam Style being in the Edge Radio studio on a morning of the brink because I think it was uh, Tali was still one of our co-hosts and she was like, oh, have you seen this clip? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, have you not seen this? This is so viral. And she showed it to me. And I, I know we did it for Forget the Lyrics one year, but, um, I, like, yeah, I was in the – it was this show that I discovered Gangnam Style. So, wow, 10 years, Jesus. The fact that you even called it viral is, like, showing our age. Um, <laughs> what do you call it now? Is it politically incorrect to say viral? Like trending, trending. Oh, not one of these, like, TikTok people. Exactly. If, like, we still call it viral. Aren't we still uh, using Vine or whatever that was called? <laughs> But it's been 10 years since Gang of Style and that was such a big thing. Um, but I would I, I would take Korea as this weird untouched land that is so unusual but still familiar. Like it's not, you're not out of this world. Um, the food is amazing. Like honestly, that's the one thing I'm going to miss yeah. is the food. Like, I take it for granted because when I lived in Australia, I loved Asian food, but the fact that I eat Korean food every day now, basically, I take that for granted. Um, this sort of weird mix of nature and traditional stuff mixed with futuristic sort of stuff mixed with this weird ass K-pop Gangnam style stuff. Uh, in some ways, it's so advanced and in some ways so not advanced in terms of political ideals that it's such a weird country that I think is going to, in the 2020s, kind of become the place to visit that sort of takes over Japan. I think there's such a soft power with Korea that now with K-pop, with K-dramas, uh, Squid Games and uh, Parasite, uh, Train to Busan, that there's such a soft power with Korea that I think it's going to become the next kind of tourist hotspot that I love that I kind of got in there before. But oh, no, the crows setting the trends. Yeah, hipster, hipster here. But it, it's not a tourist hotspot. It's not set up for tourists at all. Like That's the thing about Korea. You come here. It's not designed for tourists at all. Um, so tourists would kind of be shocked coming here. Like you're not catered for. Don't expect to be catered for at Fuck all. Off. Yeah, <laughs> go to Japan. Even in, yeah, exactly. Japan kind of is catered for, but you come to Seoul. Even I'm not. I don't live in Seoul, but even in Seoul, you're not really catered for. So that's what I kind of love about Korea. It's it's sort of still a bit edgy and a bit off. Uh, so, yes, K-culture, uh, Gangnam Style, Squid Games, K-pop, BTS, Parasite, Korean barbecue is such a big thing right now. But you come here and it's still not really a touristy hotspot. So that's what I kind of love about Korea. Is, like Korea will never be it. It's Korea is all, always going to be the, sort of the dorky younger cousin, and I kind of love that about it. I've always I've had... Korean barbecue twice, both times in North America, once in Vancouver, once in New York. Very good. And um, Korean fried chicken in Melbourne with beer. Pretty, pretty fucking good. I'm telling you now, I'm time recording this, hoping to be in Melbourne next weekend. 
and uh, might have the break on keto that weekend so I can go back to that Korean fried chicken place. Cause so you say you're not going to come, but I think you'd have a ball in for you. I did come when I ate that Korean fried chicken. It was fucking great. Um, I don't think you would come to Korea, but I think you would love it if you did come. I think you'd have I a ball. I'm going to wrap this bit up. We're going to hear some more stuff, but I'm going to bring you back at the end of this episode because I'm going to, I've got a thing. I've got, I've just come up with an idea, but we're going to break up forever. I hate you. Uh, we'll come back with more Noah a little bit later on. I am so thrilled to welcome this guy back to the show. You know the story. He was the OG man that started on this very show with me nearly 20 years ago. And we always like to play this little song. Because Josh is all right with me, Joshua <laughs> Shoe Bridge. Josh, it's always a pleasure to hear your voice and, at least for me, see your face. I know, I know. And um, same goes for me. I will stand in the mirror and talk all day, all day. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> that's how we met. We just walked past mirrors and they was like, oh, you talk in the mirror too. No, should- no, we met in PE. <laughs> <laughs> told this story about 300 times on this show, I think, but um, hopefully your leg has healed since that day, basically. Grade 8 or grade 9? I always get confused. Was it, I think it was 8. No, it? it was 9. It was 9. So it's 20 years this year since we've known each other. Holy crap. Jesus. Wow. That's, Which that's, would be about now. It was before my birthday. It was. Your birthday is only in a couple of days at the time of recording this. So, yes. um, yeah. Happy birthday. Happy early birthday, by well, the way. Thank you. So, thank you. Thank um, you. But... Obviously, we've been on a bit of a hiatus doing this, so therefore you obviously haven't been on here for a while. But um, how how is life? How are things? Uh, been elected yet? Or uh, no? Saw a subject. <laughs> Screw you. I just had to ask. You know, I, I mean, know. You, you you you're trying, which is you know what you can do. You like Richmond? I mean, they got there eventually and won three out of four. So I mean, I'm just calling it now. You'll get there eventually, and you'll be prime minister by the end of the decade. Oh, the decade? Yeah, I'd take that. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, it's, I mean, it's that. Australia. We're all going to get our turn eventually, right? Slow down in a while uh, okay. since the whole rotations. But in all seriousness, you you narrowly missed out for the uh, is it the Bigger Shire Council in Bigger Valley Shire Council elections? Yes, yes, narrowly so missed, missed out. Very, um, very, very small margin. Uh, but it is what it is. Here's You're pushing is, though for it's eighteen months though to your next one. So yes, yes. Do you start so, okay. campaigning already? Like, do you just go um, cool? I lost. Let's straight on campaign. These clowns that got in over me, I can do better than them. It's funny you say that because so you look at the the federal and state politics. They they never stop campaigning. They're like their job is to campaign. You're not allowed to campaign until legally, unless you're registered as a nominated candidate, or uh, one month prior to the election. But, okay, that's stupid. That's a weird rule. But I'm guessing that means you can't campaign in, like, your area, right? You could ca- – I mean, most people listening to us right now are either in Tasmania or overseas, so you could campaign right now to us. And oh, yeah. that doesn't count, does it? I, I don't want to risk it because the uh, AAC <laughs> is almost as bad as the ATR. <laughs> oh, now, come on. That's wildly true, but we won't get involved in that. Uh, I have no bearing on this, so I just say vote one for Josh. Should exactly. he ever run again for any political <laughs> office, all right? I, I, I actually just moved. So all my signs are out in front of the shed then because we've got our house photographed the other day. I have to move them. <laughs> so 
They're still at the signs. Because they're very strict with the signs, aren't they, with any, like you've got to take them down within like 24 hours of an election ending, don't you? You've got 72 days. It's 72 hours, technically. 72 hours, right. And so you then have to no doubt keep a list of going like, okay, Jenny on, you know, Bucket Street has one. Well, well, technically, if you put a sign up on a property, sorry, a property that isn't yours, you need to have the approval in writing by the property owner. In writing? In writing. Technically, that's why I text messaged all my mates saying, "Can I put a sign up?" It's technically not. Right. The only time I ever, when I was living in Moona, obviously we were renting, but um, I had a Moona. sign up. I think I had one for Maddie up, Madeline Ogilvie at the time. So um, yeah, she asked. Yeah, and but I said, this is sure. New South Wales laws, man. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because it was How'd the state was of origin. Go by the way. Speaking of New South you Wales, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Just had to say that. Um, rubbing it in. Richmond. How's? I mean, they're ninth. They're in their their natural habitat right now. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Everyone says like, "Oh, look at Richmond." What? <laughs> How's Newcastle doing? I don't, I don't follow Newcastle as much as I obviously Cronulla. I know we I, uh, lost the other day to to the Panthers, but uh, I I, I deliberately do not watch NRL anymore because of. The night's performance. Uh, looking here, you are third last at the time of recording this. So um, they yeah. used to be the Cronulla best. Third, oh, get on board. Top. Uh, the Panthers. We don't mind the Panthers. My family lives in Penrith, so they're like my third or fourth team. So no, uh, that's my my brother Matthew. He's got a Panther tattoo. <laughs> that's how nice. much he loves them. There you go. Uh, I was in Melbourne on the weekend, just gone, Josh. I saw your beloved Tigers play in a draw. Uh, first time I've ever been to a draw. And i got to say, I don't know how much you follow it, but, like, you guys fucked up big time. You had two chances to win that game in the last minute and fucked up both times. Fremantle, my second team, I was happy, uh, but it was a draw. So it was entertaining. Yeah, I, I got your text message. Um <laughs> I was, okay, I wanted to point this out. I was wearing, because I, I got a Fremantle Guernsey, like, what, four years ago when I was in Perth, and it was I went to the Fremantle store, it was 20 bucks. It was when I was four times fatter than I am, so it's like a 5XL, so it's huge on me now. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to wear it. Wore this, like, dress to the football, <laughs> and it was a draw. Cool. As I was leaving the ground, I had these, like, drunken idiots behind me who were just trying to start something with me, like, oh, fucking Fremantle, what sort of person goes to that? And, like, I'm telling you now, there have been three times in my life I have gone to football games and I have been abused, all right? Once was at a Carlton Collingwood game by a Collingwood supporter driving down the street in Melbourne, if I can't count the Maggies, the other two times... By Richmond supporters, when I lived in Brisbane and I was going to the Gold Coast uh, Richmond game wearing Gold Coast clothing, somebody in like the in Logan, if people know where that is, in the fucking sticks of Brisbane, some person driving past in a, yeah, fuck the suns, can the tides. Like two out of the three times I've been abused, Josh, are by Richmond supporters. You guys are meant to be somewhat decent. Yeah, I, I don't take any ownership for that at all. <laughs> But it's funny you say that, though, because my brother-in-law, uh, who's my co-host on the podcast that I do, uh, he uh, he he and his wife and a bunch of his mates, they went camping up near the Gold Coast just in the last school holidays. And they went up and saw the Richmond Suns game. Ah, and Suns um, won that after the siren. Come oh, on. Don't, don't. Yeah, but anyway, that's not part of the story. So he's doing his Snapchat, Snapchat stories and that, and then he sends you this one where he's like, Look at the crowd like Richmond, 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 yeah. Gold Coast, Gold Coast, Gold Coast. Yeah. Rapidos. Richmond, yeah. Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> well, There's that's, always one. 
<laughs> Sam and I have the game of every sporting event you go to. It doesn't matter if it's footy, cricket, basketball. There's always a Hawthorne supporter. Always. Always a Hawthorne supporter. And even at uh, one of the games, I didn't see Hawthorne play on the weekend at all, but at least I think, well, at least one of them there was definitely a Hawks supporter. Don't yeah, know if I saw I, another, but I, yeah, I, I don't know why. I, yeah. It's funny, though, because anytime you go to a Vinnie's, the only only AFL stuff there is Hawthorne. Well, it's because it's poo and wee. It's just toilet paper, basically, when you do it. Um, One thing I want to talk to you about is you and I are big James Bond fans. Yes. Vivid memories on this show on Edge uh, when Quantum of Solace came out and we were playing uh, Another Way to Die. Yeah, because uh, that had just been released, and I remember at the time you and I both going like, "Yeah, this is this is pretty good." I'm pretty sure you even did it for forget the lyrics. To me, it's one of the worst Bond songs of all time now. But I mean, time makes you think differently. So we've yeah. had a lot of history with 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 Bond. Yeah. Um, Bond twenty five, no time to die. Finally got released. Um, I know. Last year, it's out in Blu-ray now. Get it. It's probably on TV this week on Channel Nine. I don't know. I, I um, think I, I watched it on Stand. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, you and I haven't really had a conversation. You you messaged me. I feel like you saw it not when it was released a little bit after, but you messaged me and I was kind of like, oh, what did you think? And you were like. And we should just preface this right now. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen No Time to Die. James Bond dies. Um, so you were a bit shocked at that in your message to me. So you're not a fan of No Time to Die, Josh? The the remake to On Her Majesty's Secret Service was somewhat okay. <laughs> not a full remake, but I can to see. To the point where they had the theme song. Oh, that, come on. That was a only, nice Not throwback. only the theme song. They also had... The uh, we have all the time in the world in there too, which is you know actually quite uh, one of my favourite Bond songs. I have to admit, like On Majesty's Secret Service was my favourite Bond for a very long time. There, what is your number one now? Oh, it's a toss up between uh, Casino Royale mm-hmm. and The Living Daylights. Ah, oh, gee, you're a smart man, Timothy Dalton. Oh, oh he's I, my favourite I- Bond. I bumped him up to my number two recently. When I did my rewatch, I have um, I have Living Daylights at five, four and Licence Kill at five, and I, I put Timothy Dalton up to number two. So Yeah. Yeah. Brosnan number one, of course. I mean, that's just Brosnan. logical. <laughs> yeah. He's my number one, always will be my number one. Funnily enough, I don't know, this is a little segue to Star Wars just for a second. There is a rumour that he will be playing Grand Admiral Thrawn in the oh. upcoming Ahsoka series. I'm it just okay makes with me this. happy. That, like, Josh, like, just, he he's about to be in the DCEU, and I'm Team DC over Marvel, so we're about to see him be in a superhero movie. So um, mm. if he's in Star Wars, like, just just kill me now. That's, so, that's heaven. Well, well, heaven the thing on a is, he, yeah, that's a big thing, though, because Thrawn is my favourite character in all the Star oh. Wars media. So, He's a beautiful man. Come on, Brosnan is yeah. So he'll be anyway, blue. He will be blue anyway, with red eyes. But anyway, so, yes, no, no time um, to die. So you weren't a fan of the automatic, like uh, I mean, him dying. Not a fan, or like what? What did? Yeah, you- no, I was not happy with that. I'm like, okay, we'll blow him up, and then at the end of the credits, Bond will return. I'm like, really? But it's it wasn't Double yeah. Seven will return. It was Bond will return. I think so. Yeah, I mean, did you did you get spoiled before you saw it? Did you no, know? No, no, I avoided that quite well. So I think a bit of background for some people who may be listening to this, because obviously listen to our sister show, 007. You can hear all our coverage of it. But, like, 
in Australia, we got like, I think it was six weeks after the rest of the world. It literally, I downloaded, a, well, it wasn't legal, but I downloaded <laughs> like a, a streaming quality, like a, a proper quality version of it the night before I was able to see it because it was released on like streaming in the States the day before we even got in the cinema. It was on like HBO Max or something. It was released. Something like it? that, yeah. Yeah. And somehow I hosted James Bond podcast and I had two co-hosts who were itching at the bit. I'm like, don't even give me a hint. I don't want to know if it's good or bad. I avoided reviews. I avoided everything. I had no clue. And then when I saw it, like, fucking, I had a guy like three seats next to me wailing. He was crying his eyes out at this scene. And I'm just like, I am just gobsmacked because I'm going like, no, they're not going to do No, 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 they're not going to do this. No. Oh my God. They're doing <laughs> No, no. And I just sat there just like, just staring at the screen. And then when the credits come up, I'm just going like, what? They- no, they didn't do that. <laughs> um, I saw it twice on the opening day and that's seen it four times, but I, I've processed it and I kind of, I'm fine with it. I'm like, it's, it's different. And the way I like to look at it is that the Daniel Craig era is its own era. Like it's just, it's from Casino Royale through to this, it's its own like, you know, little continuity, boom, done. And next one, they'll just pick up like, you know, like they used to, or to me, maybe they'll just go, cool. This one is literally the one after die another day. Daniel Craig exists in his own thing. Now we're back just to bond, gets a mission and goes on with his life. So a little bit like what they did with Batman. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is, but that's it. Like, you know, I think Bond is kind of the one franchise that I guess has escaped, you know, like you get the new actors, you get everything. But I think the thing that Craig did differently is obviously kept it as a continuity where Bond was never genuinely continuous. There was a throwback here or there, a reference here or there, but like you can watch the living daylights and on a magic secret service. No, it's the same character. No, there's a few characters here and they're the same, but you don't need to yeah. watch all of them. If you know what I mean? No, it's, Craig not it's not episodic. Whereas linked. like, you know, you think about a Batman, like, we've had how many Batmans and each of them are their own different takes. Spider-Mans, we've been spoiled for choice in the last 15 years, you know, like X-Men. Okay, well, there's a question. What did you reckon in the last Spider-Man movie? Don't get me started on that. Like, we'll be here forever. You know, my <laughs> you talk about my Pierce Brosnan love. We'll get on the same page with Tobey Maguire here in a minute. But I like, it's, there's so many things that can change. We're not getting another Bond movie probably for another three, four years and then we'll all get answered. But like, yeah, he's dead. Uh, but, you know, like at the end of the day, he got married uh, she died and then that was briefly swept under the rug and he just moved on. So like, I mean, it's just, I don't know. Like it's, I don't want them to do a hard reboot again, but like, I just feel this will always be the movie that Bond dies and that will be the one that we always remember it for. Yeah. So well, they, they sort of did that too with Jack Ryan in the um, Tom Clancy series. So like yeah. Harrison Ford did Jack Ryan for a number of years and then, um, and then Ben Affleck had a crack at it as well in the Summer of All mm-hmm. Fears. And then they did the... Um, Chris Pine did one too. Yeah, yeah, which was a... It's pretty good, that movie, actually, from memory. It, it was, but it went back to Jack Ryan back when... He, it was his origin story, essentially. Yeah. And, I mean, you think about... Not that I'm a horror movie fan, but, like, all these horror movies, like, doesn't, like, Freddy die in every movie and, like, Jay and like, all these kind of things, but... Um, no, yeah. no, don't care. Um, <laughs> loved Spider-Man no way home. Like I have oh, so never n- like I- I'm Marvel. The MCU is fine. They're just, they're vanilla movies that don't do anything new or different. They all end up bent blending to be the same, but this, the best experience I've ever had in a cinema in my life was watching no way home because the reaction, 
of being in that cinema when both Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire showed up on screen was like being at a, a Richmond Tigers grand final winning match. The, oh, the, yeah. Cheering. The, even I was up in my fucking, like, Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, but whatever. Like, literally, the first, like, when you see, like, the first one coming, like, oh my God, he's about to pull this And, like, straight away, you're going, is it Toby? Is it Toby? And then you see it's Andrew Garfield. You see, like, yeah, it's Andrew Garfield. Woo! And then, like, two seconds later, when you see another one, you're like, oh my God, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's like, ah, it's Toby McGuire! <laughs> Lost my shit. But the way they interacted with each other. Oh, yes. It was, it was so, so good. good. Like, they they could have ruined it. They could oh, have yeah. tanked it, but they did it so well. It's- and- yeah. It's what this is, and this is the way I think I explained it on the Oz Network, just plugging all our shows. It was fan service done right. This is what Star Wars should have done. Like they, they just they did enough to like fan service the fans, but still keep on the current story without like you know going overboard. And I would argue that No Time to Die also did that well enough with the fan service. And it was just yep. like that's how you do it. That's how you do it. And well, Star we, Wars need to work that out. You, well, they have. They just don't do it in movies. Well, so, true. So look, all the fan service that you get in the Mandalorian series, I, I cried at, the, at season two oh, finale Luke. of Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh, oh. I cried with Anakin. Like when you saw like, like, yeah, the Vader stuff was great and you knew that was Hayden Christensen, but yeah. when we got the flashback and there was with, Hayden on screen, oh, it's Hayden, there he is. We got Hayden and Tom Maguire both returning in the space of like six months. Come on. What That's a great it. time to be alive. But and the thing with it all too is, and it's like the these are fans making these movies though and making yeah. these shows. Like let's let them do it. They're not gonna ruin it. They're gonna do it right. One and thing I'll say before I let you go, just on movies, have you seen the new Thor yet? Yeah, I watched it uh the just on Saturday. Pass. It was fine, Natalie. Like, I mean, I'm not going to complain with Natalie coming back, but did you did you like it? I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, see, Thor and Spider-Man and um, Doctor Strange are my three favourite MCU characters and I haven't been let down yet. I wasn't a huge fan of the new Doctor Strange. I thought that was a bit of a letdown, but I, I'm with, like, the original Doctor Strange is one of my favourite. I'm, I'm a massive Ant-Man fan, Ant-Man fan. Uh, oh, so, he's just in his own book. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly. Like, it's a perfect pairing. So, oh, um, yes. looking forward to that one. But, but like, DC, today we're recording this. I don't know if you're much into DC, but they dropped the new Shazam trailer. That was I, good. I was about to bring that up too. Yeah, <laughs> I, Shazam, I, I, I love Shazam. See, DCEU to me is just, oh, just so good. Love see, it. Well, Absolutely. This is the thing for me, DC. though. I'm a comic book person. I, I mm-hmm. Like, you've known me. I'm a geek since forever. So, I'm there watching it and names like, Who's that person? What does that mean? <laughs> and like, Did you like the Batman with Robert Pattinson? I haven't seen it. It's I, it's good. I was meant it's, to, and yeah. then we had some issues here. But I'm again, I'm not a fan of Robert Pattinson as an actor. Well, just yeah, I know we got to go, but like I, my mind changed on him when I saw uh, was it Tenet that he did, the Christopher Nolan one. Um, mm. And then I was kind of like, okay, I like this guy. Like, I almost think he'd be a good James Bond, unpopular opinion. But um, no, he's good. He's a good Batman. Like, he's basically in the Batman costume for like 80% of the movie. You barely even see him as, he's not a good Bruce Wayne, but he's only a very young Bruce Wayne. But it's good. It's a, it's a, just like a detective movie. He it's- reminds me, like, the the scenes that I see in the, in the trailer with him as Bruce Wayne, he looks like Jim Carrey as Ed Nigma. Yeah. Trying to be Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I could see it. Um, yeah, I'd say that. Actually, I think- 
Paul that, Dano that is a Riddler's pretty good. And fucking Colin Farrell, you do not recognise him as Penguin. Jesus Christ, that's some good makeup. Wow. Yeah. No, so there was a documentary I watched just recently. It's called Jim and Andy. Um, mm, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it, though. Watch it. it uh, anyone who is a Jim Carrey fan, it goes into how he played Andy Kaufman, who, again, is an, an icon from, mm-hmm. like, the 70s and 80s. And, like, you watch some of his and stuff movies. and you just go, wow. Oh. you seen the two Sonic movies? you got yes. kids? Yes. They're good, aren't they? <laughs> I, I love them. Yeah, <laughs> Jim Carrey just back in his element. Oh, we could be here for hours with that. Josh, we'll get you on again. We'll talk about more shit, but uh, it's a pleasure having you back on the brink. It's always a pleasure, mate. We used to run a couple of time machine style segments here on the Brink podcast, where we would go back in time and bring you a classic segment or a classic moment from the show or a classic interview, and we thought we'd bring that back this week and bring you a very exciting interview that really ties into a big event that happened this week in Australia, the end of Neighbours. Sad time for all you fans out there of the longest running television drama in the history of Australian television. And in the course of our history, particularly those Edge Radio days, we were lucky enough to have two Neighbours actors on the show. They were Stephen Dennis and Ryan Maloney. And today, we're going to bring you our interview that we did with Ryan Maloney in 2011. This interview is 11 years old. Incredible that Neighbours went on for another 11 years after this interview. And Ryan Maloney, of course, played Toadie on the show, stayed on the show for the 11 years that has been since this interview and ended basically by getting married. I watched the finale. I I don't watch Neighbours, but I watched the finale because, you know, why wouldn't you do it? So let's go back in time to the year 2011 and hear our chat with Neighbours star Ryan Maloney. For over 15 years, the character of Jared Toadfish Rebecca has been played on screen on Neighbours by Ryan Maloney, becoming one of the most recognisable characters on Australian TV. Throughout his time on the show, Toadie has gone on from being the resident class clown to an upstanding lawyer on one of the longest standing TV shows in Australian history. During the week I sat down with Ryan to talk about the role of Toadie, his UK fans as well as running marathons and how long we can expect to see him on our TV screens. Ryan, thank you very much for your time here on the program and Ed Radio. Ah, no worries. Thanks for having me, mate. Now, you've been on our screens as Jack. Jared Toadfish Rebecca now for over 15 years. How much has your life changed over this period? <laughs> um, well, I suppose I was 15 when I started. So <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's been life, really. Uh, I don't know any different. Um, but um, I've, uh, I've had a, a very fortunate uh, and exciting and, you know, pretty fun life because of it. So... I wouldn't change it for anything. How did you originally go about uh, auditioning for the role of Toadie? Um, I just I auditioned for another character actually, um, Brett Stark, um, and I just uh, they just called me up because I, I managed to look like someone. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I had um, I, I came in and I, I played a, a vandal. Uh, I think his name was Cyborg. Right. And I had a I had a couple of lines in there, and then uh, and then because I looked like some uh, someone that they wanted to give, uh, I looked like my brother Stonefish. Um, <laughs> so um, and they decided that he he wanted that they wanted to have a family. So um, I got a call basically just because of that. It all came into a bit of a blessing then, if you if you looked like someone. I mean, who knows where you would have been if you had been given the role of Brett? Then you might not be on our screens anymore. <laughs> well, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And I wasn't only actually supposed to be there for one scene, so. 
Uh, it's got to work out all right. <laughs> so just just a little bit. I mean, as I was saying before, over 15 years on the screens now, I mean, you'd be the current longest-standing character, I reckon, in, in succession, wouldn't you? Um, well, um, there's, uh, you know, um, Susan and Carl Kennedy as well. They, they uh, start at the same time as I. Um, and... Um, probably Lou Carpenter. I think he's the longest, I think. Yeah. Were you a bit of a fan of the show, though, before you auditioned? Did you end up watching it at all? Uh, yeah, I, I did watch it a little bit uh, when I was a youngster. Um, I, don't, I don't watch it now, though, because um, I actually know what's happening. So. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to go around spoiling it for people sitting there going, oh, I bet you I can work out what's about to happen next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nobody takes my bets anymore. No, no, you don't want to run an online sort of thing guessing the spoilers of Neighbours now. You know, I think that'd be, you'd get into a bit of trouble for that, maybe, Ryan. Yeah, well, I think TV Week do a fantastic job of that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> now, over the years, Tony has been involved in many memorable storylines, but what has been your most memorable on the show? Um, probably um, the uh, storyline, if you think back to the days of Lance, um, Lance and Joel, mm. and uh, Lance was trying to get himself a girlfriend, and uh, the girlfriend gave him these seven tasks that he had to do, um, which were making a sci-fi movie and finding a finding a piece of asteroid and, and finding aliens and all this kind of stuff. And it was it was so much fun to do all that. As I could imagine it would be. I mean, what other show could you work on on Australian TV that you've got to find a piece of asteroid? I mean, seriously, Home and Away doesn't do that now, do they? <laughs> no, no. I mean, they're just missing out, really. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, any show has to be cool to put a bit of asteroid finding in there somehow. I mean, that just takes skill. <laughs> yeah, skill and a bit of stupidity. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> but you've come from being a bit of a class clown right through to this upstanding lawyer. I mean, what sort of characterisation does that take on your behalf to try and adapt from being the clown to the lawyer? Um, uh, probably just ignoring the fact that I'm a lawyer, I no. think. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there really is no preparation then in being a lawyer if you look at it that way, is there? No, it's, it's kind of like he's, 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 got a bit of a, he's got a bit of a switch. When he, when he wants to muck around, he, he'll muck around, but when... You know, when it's all serious, um, well, then, you know, he, he gets down to business and does the best that he can. Yeah, exactly, and that's all you really need to do. Now, um, Neighbours probably is a little bit more popular maybe in the UK than it is in Australia. What, what's the reaction like in the UK, not only for yourself but for the character? I mean, those guys are crazy over there, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they, um, they, they're mad for it. They, I mean, they, they were mad for it uh, many, many moons ago. They still love it there now. Um, and um, it's quite funny when, say, you know, say I turn up... I turned up walking down the street in London. Um, it's actually, for me, I found that it's actually really quiet and nobody actually says anything. Um, and then it, it took me a while to work out why. It's because people actually don't believe that it's you. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't think, oh, what's he doing walking down the middle, walking down the street in London? So it's, it's, it's quite a funny, uh, it's quite a funny thing, really. They, they love it over there, though. It's it's amazing. I mean, back in the, the I suppose the glory days when you had Kylie Minogue, Craig McLaughlin, and all that. I mean, I swear it was they treated it like that was Australia's life. That's how we all lived. I mean, it was crazy. Well, um, but, I mean, back then the the, the cast of Neighbours did a command performance for the Queen, so it's pretty big. Yeah, just just a little bit. Now, um, as I was saying before with Neighbours as well, 27 years it's been on screen, we're close to 27 years. Mentioned before the words home and away, is there a bit of a rivalry between the two soap operas there? And if you two were to come on to some sort of epic battle, which cast would come out on top? <laughs> um, I, reckon, uh, I reckon Alf 
he's a pretty uh, he's a pretty angry kind of fella. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to take him on. Uh, I'd, like uh, to see, I'd like to see a bit of Alf <laughs> versus Harold. I think a lot of people would love to see that in some sort of boxing ring or something. <laughs> I think um, I think that you know the cast of um, I mean there isn't any there isn't any actual you know um, any kind of rivalry. Uh, I mean. If there is any rivalry, it's just um, the cast is trying to egg it on a little bit, I think. <laughs> There's nothing really going on. Nothing wrong with um, that, really, though, is there? I mean, someone like Dita Brummer, who was huge in Home and Away in the 90s, switching over to Neighbours, I mean, if there was some sort of rivalry, you pulled off a big coup there. Well, yeah, at least at least we've got, you know, a bit of uh, a bit of the fighting spirit in our corner, don't we? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I'd, like to, I'd like to see them maybe, you know, when uh, Kylie Minogue's career fizzles up a little bit, try and pull off that one. That would really rub it in Neighbours' face, I think. <laughs> Um, well, what, what, what have they got? They've got Luke, Hem, Luke Hemworth, Hemsworth yeah. doing, the, uh, doing the Hollywood thing at the moment. Yeah, lining he's up doing against Billy well, Portman and all that sort of stuff. He's, he's yeah. going across there. You look at Ryan Quanton, he's in uh, True Blood. I mean, but you look at, look at Neighbours, though. I, you have to seriously think, out of all the Australian soap opera stars who have gone on to do big things overseas, I mean, Neighbours has home and away trumped. I mean, as I mentioned, Kylie Minogue. I mean, she is just the ultimate top of the pops there. I mean, Delta Goodrum. They're all singers, though. But, I mean, you're still, you're kicking home and away's butts there, surely. Well, Guy Pearce. There you go. Yes, exactly. Russell Crowe came on and did a little bit. Yeah, Academy Award winner. I mean, what home and away don't have that. I mean, Julian McMahon, I mean, you know, what did he do? Nip Tuck for a few years? No Oscar there. I'm trying to start a rivalry here, Ryan. Can you see what I'm trying you're, to do? You're trying your hardest, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it could work, really. But, yeah, <coughs> I mean, you, you're looking at, say, uh, some sort of Olympic-style battle between the two. I mean, you could line up against, uh, well, I mean, Alf. I mean, there you go. Go for the go for the glory straight away, knock him out in round one, and he wouldn't even have to come up against Harold. Well, that's exactly it. I think I think the, uh, I think the guys on uh, probably Home and Away are probably a little bit buffer than the guys on Neighbours. <laughs> but, but all they do is just stand around on the beach all year. I mean, they just stand there and go, look at my abs. You guys at least probably have some more meatier storylines. We look for asteroids. Yeah, well, exactly. And try and make science fiction <laughs> movies. They're just too busy saving people in the water. That's nothing. <laughs> We're probably we're probably a bit more normal, aren't we? Yeah, yeah exactly. There's no there's no fiction involved in neighbours. It's just a nice suburban None. street. Nothing happens in Ramsey Street, does it? No, absolutely not. Now, if we're speaking to before about the singers that are coming from neighbours, I mean, how often do you get asked are you going to start a singing career because of all these people have gone on to bigger things? Oh, probably most most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Any news on that, Ryan? Uh, anyone <laughs> make a breaking story for us here on Edge Radio? Uh no. Look, I, I'm I'm not the most fantastic singer at all, so um, I'll just leave that to others. Really. Really? With the invention of auto-tuning, though, you never know what you could achieve. Well, yeah, maybe I might write a song about, I don't know, Sunday or something. Yeah, well, exactly. It worked for Rebecca Black on Friday. You and I could come up with a duet and we could just become the next internet big sensation. There you go. You're onto it. Yep, all right. <laughs> well, I'll get my people to call your people and we'll work on it. How about that? Okay, cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, last year, of course, too, you uh, took part in a Melbourne Marathon. You completed it in just under four hours. A fantastic effort there. What's harder, running a marathon or doing some on-screen romance? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I suppose it kind of depends on who the romance is with, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's somebody who you're not too keen on, but you won't really let down on much. Oh, look, I think marathon probably tops most things, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what made you want to run in a marathon? Well, it was just kind of the, the challenge of it, really. I, I did... Uh, I did I mean, the first challenge was uh, a half marathon, and that was like, oh, that was the biggest thing in the world to to finish a half marathon. And then, uh, then I was like, well, I'll... 
well, I've done that now, so what now? Well, let's do the big one. So, uh, and then the half marathon came a nice fun run, really. So. <laughs> yeah, you can just do 10 of them a week now. You've done the full yeah, run. Yeah, as you do, yeah. Just work out 21Ks, off you go. Yeah, well, I mean, look what Cadell Evans did next. You'll be doing the Tour de France, and you'll be our next champion in it. How fantastic is that? That's oh, brilliant, isn't it? Every single person in Australia right now is glowing. They love him. We all want to give him a hug. That's exactly it, yeah. Now, look, uh, Ryan, before we wrap things up with this interview, we always like to ask a set of five questions to our guests, just to a bit of a way to end it up but look you've as i said 15 years on our screens how long can we expect to see you playing toady on neighbors um i'll look for another couple years i think um i mean at the moment i'm starting to be a pilot so uh i think i, I might need a job to pay for the lessons <laughs> <laughs> just a bit of pilot wow how did that come about uh well i've always wanted to be a pilot i wanted to be a pilot before i started on neighbors and then i got the gig on neighbors so um mm. You know, I, I kept a really good job, and now it's time to go off and do the things that I love. All oh, this damn fame and fortune. I mean, geez, you could have been flying planes for the last 15 years. Oh, that would have been fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll start on these five questions as a way to wrap these up. Probably the easiest five questions you'll get in your entire life, Ryan. So I hope you're okay. ready for these. If they relate to my name, then I think we're on to it. <laughs> All right, then. Well, I'll start off with question number one. What is your favourite type of cheese? Oh, daffemois. Daffemois. Now, that's one I can't say I've ever heard of. Mm. Mm, you should try it. It is absolutely sensational. Do you like soft, gooey? I love a good soft, gooey. I'm a big fan of brie and camembert and all those oh. other ones. Well, you haven't eaten anything like it until you go Daffinois. Daffinois. I'm writing that down as we speak, and I'm going to leave this studio and head straight to a supermarket and hunt it down. All right, you might have to go to a deli, I think. All right, let's we'll <laughs> deli then, absolutely. Uh, question number two. Ryan Maloney, are you a folder or a scruncher? Folder. Folder. Look, smart people fold. I've discovered this. No matter who we ask this question to, they always, the smart ones fold. Well, you know, it's it's more economical. It's, exactly. uh, you know, saving trees. Exactly, and you don't get stuff on your hands. Well, there you go, there's no gap. Exactly, exactly. Uh, question number three, when you were growing up, who was the celebrity crush? Who were the posters on Ryan Maloney's walls? Um, I didn't actually have any celebrity crush. There was just, like, random girls in bikinis, really. Yeah, just sort of <laughs> your random Ralph or FHM magazine. <laughs> That's exactly it, yeah. You didn't need to know their names. You weren't looking at their face. Is, were you? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question number four. What was the dream job growing up? Uh, pilot. Pilot. Yeah. And you're going, yeah. doing good steps to achieve that right now then? That's exactly it, yeah. <laughs> now, question number five, too. This is a very new addition to these five questions, and I'm going to try and get you to not think about this in the wrong way. So get your mind out of the gutter for a moment, Ryan. And All I'll right. ask you this question. When it comes to lollies, are you a sucker or are you a biter? Um, uh, probably a just like to go straight into it and go full hog. Yeah, I don't actually eat a lot of lollies, so yeah. Yeah, but if you do, it's it's, it's a bit of a crunch and uh, crunch, enjoy yeah. the, enjoy it quickly. That's exactly it. I can't chew chewing gum. Really? Yeah, because I have to swallow it. Oh right. Well, <laughs> it lasts that... about thirty seconds. So I'm like, I'm wanting to swallow it straight away. And isn't it like a seven-year digestive thing? They say it takes that long to get rid of out of your system. That's why they say don't don't swallow chewing gum. Oh, I think that's what they said in primary school. Yeah. Yeah. Probably <laughs> goes right there with the wait thirty minutes still after eating before going swimming, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. (laughs) It's just your parents trying to be in control for as long as they can. (laughs) Well, Ryan Maloney, thank you very much for your time here on Edge Radio on the Brink. Much appreciated with your time today. Good luck with the rest of the neighbours and good luck with uh, flying those planes. Yeah, thank you very much. Cheers. Given that we haven't had many of these guests on in a long time because we haven't existed in a long time, um, let's get Canadian again. Um, it's Colin Hilding! Colin, welcome back to The Brink. How are you? 
because I'm glad to know I still exist. That's the best news I've heard all day. I didn't think we talked to Canadians on this show anymore. But, um, <laughs> you know. Oh, oh for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> if people don't know what's happening right now, he's earning money. And I have to do more editing because when people call Colin, if you don't listen to our shows, the Oz Network and 007, basically he's on standby and every single time someone calls him on the weekend when we're recording this, he gets paid money. So uh, that is a fun fact for you that you're learning about Colin and Canadians is that they earn money when they get phone calls. So uh, with that in mind... I'm not going to drag this out. I'm just going to say the following phrase and then we're going to cut it out and then we're going to see what happens next. So um, the phrase I'm going to say is chicken. So with chicken... Whoa, Jesus, that was a great way to come back into it. With chicken in mind, uh, that guy, I think just... That guy, that's your name now. <laughs> I just ate a chicken. Um, I explore a great conversation about why you make money with phone calls, uh, <laughs> and yet I say, chi- I don't know what the fuck's happening. This is why we don't have Canadians on anymore, you know? like uh, they Do we do need shit. to specify how I make money with phone calls? Because usually that means it's like I you're just, a sex operator, I, I which I am definitely tried. not. I, I have zero skills to be a sex operator. Trust I just, me, maybe, zero skills. <laughs> maybe I should do that. Um, I just, I tried to explain <laughs> what you did, but um, I, I don't know. Um, we said off air, what are we going to talk about this week? And I said, well, <laughs> let's talk about what's happening in Canada. And I Googled Canada in the news and <laughs> the Pope's there. So that's good. Um, I mean, give me your perspective, Colin, about what's happening in Canada right now. I, you know, it's funny because I, I tried to look up to see what else is happening in Canada. And every story I see is just the Pope. Like, that's the only story, apparently, uh, which I, I the only thing I heard about that is um, I don't know if this has made news outside. I, I know it has made news outside of Canada, but like how big? Who knows? Like we had like these they were called residential schools or whatever. And what uh, what it was was I don't know if this was 100 something years ago. Uh, they would take indigenous children away from their families and put them to school to essentially indoctrinate them to be more white. <laughs> kind of the basic gist of it. it it's you know, th- there there's some bad stuff that happened. There were some deaths that were covered up and there's a lot of these dead children that were discovered or these unmarked graves and stuff. Anyways, the Catholic church kind of behind that. So there's apologies that have to come. And I remember before, I guess the, before the Pope arrived, people kept talking about, you know, when the Pope comes, is he going to issue a formal apology? And that seems to be the majority of the stories. What I found though was hilarious because I'm going through Pope story after Pope story here. And then I, I stumble across one that says, Pope Francis says Canada trip showed he may need to retire. And I'm like, what do we do to the man? Like, <laughs> he, we ask, he comes to apologize for something that happened 100 years ago before he was born or maybe a little after he was born. I don't know how old he is. And now all of a sudden, I need to retire. This is too much for me. Too much all apology. To, Canadians just apologize exactly. too much. You, you over-apologize the Pope. Thanks, Canada. <laughs> uh, but uh, basically all it comes down to is he said, yeah, apparently my knees can't withstand all this walking and getting in and off of a plane. So his ligaments and his knees are bad. And he's saying, I might need to retire because I'm sore from my wow. trip. Nothing to do with Canada, but of course we're going to be blamed for it. Catholics around the world pope, are like, Canada killed our Pope. Popes don't, I know the last Pope retired, but that was like a once in like a 500 year event. Popes mm. just die, don't they? So um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe because like the Pope wears white, maybe uh, you guys thought he was a baby seal and just started clubbing him <laughs> or something like that. I, I don't know. 
Maybe. Let's bring up but, all the atrocities Canada's committed. We're not well, all not many. Nice. It's like it's just on one hand. I Res- can basically residential it. schools, seals, Toronto and Maple Leafs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I beat you to it. <laughs> you did. There we go. Bring segue into that. Um, now we have. It's been a while since we talked to you on the show, and obviously hockey usually becomes a thing, but. The Leafs did a Leafs. They got eliminated in game seven of the first. I know this is a couple of months old now. You've moved on. But, like, I was watching that game. I'm not – I mean, Leafs are probably my top five teams. I do actually like the Leafs. But, like, how – like, what Like what happens? Like, come on. Like, I mean, every year it's game seven. <laughs> every year you're, like, three, two up and it's looking good. And then somehow this happens. And it was, like, your second team as well. So, I mean, you win either way, obviously, with Tampa. But, like, yeah. fucking hell, Colin. What happened? It's, let's just blame me for it. <laughs> it's not my fault. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't give you an explanation. What's funny is that I, so many people were almost waiting for a response from me when the, the playoffs started. Of, uh, oh, you think the Leafs are going to go all the way this year? And I'm usually like, you know, they got a really good shot. This year I was like, no, they're not making it past the first round. I've just, I've committed myself to making oh, money. God's uh- sakes. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. You like we we literally just recorded stuff for the Oz Network, and he got like one phone call, and now this is what seven minutes in to a segment, and he's getting more phone calls. Um, Colin is literally making more money right now by answering the phone than I have probably all year. So, um, with that in mind, uh, the segue word to go back into this will be donkey, donkey, money. money. Um, <laughs> Sure. Um, fuck you. And so, do you have like a crisis you need to attend to at work? Like I didn't realize. No, you know what the sad thing is? I had somebody else who needed to work from home today. So I sent an email to everybody to say, you can call them before you call me. And I've received five calls in 40, not even 40 minutes. So a little so over how 30 much minutes. have you earned? How much money have you just earned with five phone calls? So I'm allowed to put in 15 minutes of overtime for every call I take, regardless if they're in the same 15 minutes. So I am at an hour and 25, an hour and a half of overtime now. I, I don't even know what to say anymore. This is like just ridiculous. I want a job where if I get a phone call on a Saturday, I make money. This is, uh, this is really, yeah. Anyway, um, segue word right now is vanilla ice cream. Of course, vanilla ice cream is three words, not one, but whatever. Um, you're, you're right about that. So you expected the Leafs to lose then? <laughs> hey, I don't know if I expected them to lose or I just figured maybe I'm the problem. <laughs> After this many years of like, they'll definitely make it past the first round. They'll definitely beat Boston. Uh, the other part was I very realistically looked at the, the playoffs this year and figured there are about three teams that I thought had the best shot at winning. Uh, Tampa was one of the three teams that I picked, and um, obviously that's another one of my teams. I, I'm not wearing them right now. I'm wearing the Islanders, who did not make it, but uh, I have Tampa shirts. I like Tampa, and if I was okay with the Leafs losing, I'm glad it was to Tampa, I guess. You can blame me for the Islanders. I went to two Islanders games, although both the Islanders <laughs> games I went to, they won. So, you know... That they were well out of it before you entered the picture. Yeah, apparently so. Um, I mean, I had my playoff bracket. I predicted it would be a Calgary-Toronto Stanley Cup final, uh, but at least we made it out of the first round, I guess. But um, then we've just gotten rid of all of our best players in the offseason, so that's been fun. Um, but, I mean, 
you know, it's what been sixty years since Toronto have won a Stanley <laughs> Cup. Um, I, I mean, it's just I, I I love watching the social media reactions because I just like it. Gotta feel bad for Leafs fans. I mean, I saw how that city reacted when you won an NBA champion. No one in Canada gives a shit about the Raptors until they make a <laughs> final. So, I mean, you know, if bloody the Leafs win it, I mean, anyone at this rate in Stanley, freaking Ottawa wins a Stanley Cup, I think the whole country will shut down. It's been 30 years next year since you won a Stanley Cup, Canada. Like, come on. Uh, you know, I, I always say the same thing. I'm like, yes, it's been that long since the Leafs have won, but there are teams who are maybe only a year or two behind that who have never won. I mean, uh, Vancouver, St. Louis, excuse me. Vancouver, I was going to say Vancouver's one St. Louis, uh, I just barely ended their drought and they were, I think only one season, but the last year the Leafs won was the year before St. Louis entered. So, I mean, there are other teams who, as soon as the Leafs do win, there's gonna be a lot of teams who are like, yeah, but we've never gotten there. We've never gotten to the Winnipeg Jets, never gotten the Stanley Cup finals with two separate teams. That they still haven't. Arizona hasn't. So, uh, I mean, I'm sure that one day, I may be a senior citizen. When it happens, I'll be talking about making more money because here comes another call. <laughs> you know, the worst thing about this is that people listening to this right now literally don't have to sit here and wait for Colin to get off the phone. You will hear me say a word in a minute, and then we'll just go poof. It's like it never happened. It is right now 21 past midnight, and I don't usually mind staying up late. I'm a night owl, but I thought to myself when we recorded tonight, did two episodes of the Oz Network and did this, like, ah, easy episodes, not much editing. Every time this happens, I've got to edit more, and it's going to keep me up later editing. So that's just Ben Waterworth's little bitch and rant right now. So let's, uh, with that in mind, the word of segue right now is chicken nugget. But chicken nugget is two words. And now I want chicken nuggets. <laughs> I, I can't wait to listen to this episode to hear all the funny things that oh, we talked about. I'll see the one episode. Um, fun fact, though, um, I I looked at this lovely record sheet that I like. Toronto now officially hold the record for the longest ever drought in between Stanley Cups. Yeah, ever. they just beat, was it New York or Chicago? New York had a 53-season gap between 93-94 uh, and 39-40. Uh, uh, Toronto, you last won 66-67. Of course, you've never even made the Stanley Cup finals since then. But then you look at um, other teams that should eclipse the Rangers in the coming years as well. The Buffalo Sabres never won a Stanley Cup in 51 mm-hmm. seasons. Vancouver never won one in 51 seasons. Uh, St. Louis had a 50-season drought before they won it. The Blackhawks had a 47-season drought before they won it in 2009-2010. The Flyers are currently on a 46-season drought. And the Arizona Coyotes, of course, the majority of that would be the Winnipeg Jets timeline. But uh, they have not got it in 42 seasons as well. So uh, there you go. And they've even got a section now here for Canadian droughts. Um, so the last time there was an all Canadian Stanley Cup final was a beautiful year for Canadian hockey. Calgary versus Montreal, 1989. Who won that Stanley Cup that year, of course? Calgary. Um, but yeah, the last time there was an all Canadian conference final, 94, Toronto versus Vancouver. So you nearly made the Stanley Cup finals to lose to Toronto, uh, to New York the week after. But of course that was, uh, Vancouver who did that because fuck Vancouver, right? And Ottawa. We don't like And Edmonton. Cities. Seriously, Edmonton is officially like, <laughs> I hate Tampa Bay and Detroit, but 
I, as a true Calgary fan, finally I have admitted that Edmonton to me are my like most hated team. <laughs> I could not deal with their fan base during the second round of the playoffs. They are god awful human beings. If you go for Edmonton, you are an awful human being. I, you know, we're, we're we're planning to go to Edmonton later this year, and I was hoping oh. to maybe check out an Oilers game. But I, have you, you ever been to Edmonton before? It. Have you ever been to Edmonton I, before? I've, I've been to Edmonton once for a couple of hours, and I briefly got to see sections of the West Edmonton Mall, but that was it. Was just passing through. I think Edmonton would be the biggest city in Canada that I've not been to. Um, so of all your major cities, I've not been to Edmonton and is Regina considered a major city? <laughs> um, I mean, I've been to Ottawa, but I haven't been to, uh, have you been to Ottawa before? No, never been to Ottawa. Wow. Even I've been to Ottawa. I've seen Trudeau's house. The only place I have been, uh, east of Manitoba where I live is Toronto. And that was technically for one, not even a full day. So you've not even been to Montreal? Never. Oh, go to Montreal. Montreal is a great city. Um, I'll you- do it right now. Right now. All, all my earnings from working <laughs> will pay for my trip to Montreal. <laughs> you get a free trip, basically. Obviously, I know you're a, you like Tampa, but uh, were you happy about Colorado? Because I think you like Colorado, yeah. don't you? Colorado, um, you know, you have those teams that you grow up loving, so you're always going to love them. That's sort of what the Leafs are to me. Like it was the the early to mid '90s when the Leafs were, I guess, in their non Stanley Cup prime. Uh, that's what I loved, and I've just always stuck with them. It's the same thing with the Islanders. I loved the Islanders as a kid, uh, stuck with them. Colorado is one of those teams where it's like I was probably more obsessed with Colorado outside of the Leafs. I would say the the late nineties to early two thousands Colorado avalanche was like the close thing I've ever had to my love for the Leafs. Like I, I worship the Colorado avalanche, but it's one of those teams where it's like, if they're not at the top of their game, if they don't have the right players, I'm not that into them, but as they've slowly started coming back over the last couple of years, I've gotten more and more excited. So, I mean, I was thrilled that the avalanche were able to win. Uh, and, and who doesn't love Nathan McKinnon, right? He's a, he's a beautiful man. I actually, uh, one of the games I went, uh, one of the cheapest games I went when I was in New York was uh, Devils versus Avalanche. So I got to see the Avalanche in their Stanley Cup winning. So I saw McKinnon, but it's probably the best game I went to because Colorado were up 3 nothing in the second period. And I remember turning to my uh, friend and I said, New Jersey's going to win this game. And I'm like... <laughs> Five three, they went at five three. They won at five three. So um, oh. it was a good. It was a great game, uh, and I got to see PK Subban. I love my my PK, who don't think he's been picked up by a team yet. He's still without a team. So um, yeah, it was. I mean, if you're in New York, go to a Devils game. Cheap, um, <laughs> easy to get to as well. I know you got to go to Jersey, but I mean, it's just <laughs> over the river. It's not that bad. I mean, Islanders games are cheap as well, but like it, the the train ticket's expensive to go to an Islanders game because it's a fair way yeah, out. Yeah, didn't it take you like half a day to get there or something? Yeah, it's like a if you're in Manhattan, it's about a half an hour train trip because it's it's the newest uh, arena in the city, but um, and the league actually as well. I mean, if you're in Manhattan, a Rangers game is amazing, and Madison Square Garden is perfect. But I mean, you don't usually get a ticket cheaper than $70 for a Rangers game. So, yeah, uh, great. I mean, yeah, absolutely love You've got to take about five or six phone calls for calling on a Saturday to afford a Rangers game. I know. <laughs> and I mean, I, and the great thing about being in New York too, being there during their run, you know, that they were obviously going quite deep, made it to the the the, East, the, the conference finals. 
um you know it was just it was fun going along there to like you know there were viewing parties like in central park and sort of stuff and the one that um so nearly went to we only found out about it really late it was the game they ended up getting eliminated from but because that was in tampa uh madison square garden actually had like a viewing party inside and we only found out like about two hours before it was on and then it said they were sold out and tickets were only like ten dollars and then, but like we looked at the tickets like halfway through the first period, and we were like in the Upper West Side, so a bit, you know, ten minute subway trip away. But um, it was <laughs> like that, t- but that's where your tickets were. But your we- seats will be in the Upper West Side. <laughs> yeah, Manhattan, very, very much behind the uh, the Rangers. <laughs> but uh, halfway through the first period, they said like tickets were available, so we we're like, oh, do we, you know, go down and do we go watch it? We were, we were getting drunk in a bar, so we we're like, nah, we can't be bothered. We're watching the game on TV. So, but a great atmosphere. I went to lots of bars in New York to watch the games. I went to a Canadian bar in new york there was that night of game seven for both the uh the rangers and the flames and they were still fucking showing the rangers game because i guess it went to overtime but i'm like i'm in a canadian bar put the <laughs> flames game on tv so um yeah anyway uh hockey how's the baseball going you into that uh getting behind the blue Do we jays still have a team <laughs> you did they, the blue jays the other day beat boston like it was like 28 to 4 or something like that. it was like a record win by the jays so obviously you paid close attention to that you love your baseball and everything what do you ever like i mean i know you love your moguls um Mm -hmm. but like when it's not winter when hockey's not on is there any other like random sports that you do watch that i don't know like obviously the commonwealth games are on the time we're recording this so you're watching that but i mean like i don't know do you get into lacrosse or something in the summer or no, um, I, I I like rugby sevens now when they actually show it uh, on TV. That's the main thing is like, are there any leagues? Because I actually, I prefer, I guess, the non-professional sports. I prefer amateur sports. So I will follow a lot of Olympic sports when they're in season, you know, like ski cross, snow cross and stuff like that. Uh, but I just discovered there's a, a Canadian basketball league that I guess CBC has picked up coverage on this year. Hmm. And I saw they have a couple of games on. I don't even know if I have a team yet or not. But I didn't know uh, there was yeah, a I've, Canadian bar. I didn't know that. That must be new. You yeah. Get behind. Yeah. Get behind um, the Canadian Premier League if you're getting excited for the World Cup, which of course uh, Canada's qualified for their first men's World Cup in 36 years. Um, but uh, yeah, the Canadian Premier League is pretty exciting. I know Winnipeg has a team. Uh, Victoria, mm-hmm. reigning champions, Pacific FC. Got my jersey. We uh, won the championship last year. So uh, go Pacific FC. But uh, I mean, I don't know how much into soccer you are, but get get yourself pumped for the World Cup, Colin, because you, you're not going to be able to skate that in a few months. And I, I've actually been meaning to, I was looking at the prices for our uh, soccer team here. Uh, I mean, their season's over now, but uh, actually baseball, or we have a baseball team. It's minor league, but they're they're called the Gold Eyes. And I saw one or two innings of a game once when it was free. And <laughs> we basically have like a, a basically a fair or whatever you would call a carnival. And they actually have it on the same grounds where the, the old stadium was. So on if you were in the carnival, you just walk into the stadium, watch one or two innings. That was it. But like uh, my son Casper, he's very into baseball right now for no other reason than he loves Charlie Brown and they always play baseball and Charlie Brown, but also Sonic the Hedgehog, hmm. Sonic the Hedgehog in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie has a thing for baseball. Uh, so we got him like his own T-ball set and um, he basically just sits there running around the bases and doesn't even touch the ball or the bat. Um, <laughs> we thought about, we actually had an offer to get tickets for um, the gold eyes game. We thought about taking him, but we actually, we were able to take him to his first hockey game a couple months ago which sort of went well, but uh, he kept saying he wanted to go on the ice and help the players, uh, and we thought he was joking. <laughs> was it a Leafs game, we- and they let him. 
They, they, he, he probably helped well, him get past Well, that one. child, eh? He, he looks strong. <laughs> but but we actually discovered after the first the the first uh, period or whatever, he was serious. And then we ended up having to leave the game early, and he was like, "No, I want to go on the ice. I want to play hockey." Like he actually thought he would get to join the team. So like, if we take him to a baseball game. He is very fast and very strong. I guarantee he's going to go out on that field, and he's probably going to. I don't know, get hit by a ball or he'll hit a player or something like that. So maybe we'll hold off on professional sports for him for a while. I went to an Australian ice hockey league game last weekend when I was in Melbourne and uh, sat next to this lady and she obviously didn't know much about the sport, um, as I think a lot of people in that stadium didn't. Uh, you know, the passionate, like obviously on the brink, we used to talk to Melbourne Mustangs. That's who I was going for. It was a Melbourne Derby, Melbourne Ice versus Melbourne Mustangs. But she basically was telling me the story about how her daughter watched the Mighty Ducks, loved the sport, and then they found out they had local teams. So they were going for the other Melbourne team. But um, she was like, oh, you know, we're big AFL fans, and she wanted to come watch the ice hockey. But I have no idea what's going on here basically half the time. So I felt, like, really cool being able to explain ice hockey to this woman, going That's- like, oh, I lived in Canada, um, you know, so <laughs> I know I'm everything. I'm basically here. I'm basically her yesterday trying to watch cricket and netball in the Commonwealth Games. <laughs> you, you got through some of that cricket. You enjoyed that cricket, I think, didn't you? I I, underst- I understood a little bit more. I, I told uh, my wife after I finished, I'm like, you know, I think that if I just watch cricket and Ben and Jared are on for all six hours or however long this takes, I might understand it by the end of it. <laughs> I was actually, I've got to say, very impressed by Jared because uh, Jared doesn't strike me much as a cricket fan. Um, so, you know, impress it. Not saying that he wouldn't know. He's obviously a sports guy. He loves sports, but like it's sort of not a sport which cricket is very selective. Like I feel that like mm. anyone in Australia, whether you like football or not, will have some sort of team or have some sort of be it rugby or Australian rules football. You'll have something there. Whereas cricket, you get a lot of people like, oh, cricket, hate it. Don't can't. Stop it. <laughs> boring don't watch it that's, um, that's baseball here baseball it's yeah. you're either love it or it's like no that's the most boring sport ever yeah i went to a bunch of you know i went to saw the yankees and the red Sox and billy garcia can't get more american <laughs> than that can you <laughs> bloody hell um quickly before i let you go before you get another phone call um <laughs> how like this is a weird question where we've got run out of topics we're talking about the weather but i know you've talked before about how winnipeg has like the biggest discrepancy basically in the world between winter temperatures and summer temperatures mm. have you had a hot summer how's uh the melting going on there because i know when i talk to Noah, he bitches and moans about how hot korea is so you know yeah uh it uh it, it's been one of the most brutally hot summers in a long time uh we had uh couple days like we have a central air uh for our house here and you basically set it to a temperature and even on a really hot day even if you get like plus 30 temperatures your central air will kick in maybe 15 minutes be off for 15 to 15 minutes there was one day we had set our thermostat to 22 degrees and it took how long did it end up being uh eight hours (laughs) running non-stop for eight hours for it to even get below 23 degrees like that's how hot it was I mean, I had the Manitoba Marathon that we had here, and there were heat warnings, and it was, uh, uh, what was it, like 28 degrees, uh, I think it was 32 degrees, including humidity, uh, by 9.30, 10 o'clock in the morning, they called the race. Uh, we just came off of, though, about three or four days right now where our, our daytime highs around 25, but our overnight lows are maybe in like the mid-teens, and it's like mm. people are putting on jackets again. <laughs> we don't know how to deal with this. They're like, oh, this is chilly. <laughs> the worst thing, like one thing I'll say that's good about Hobart is that, yeah, summer, like even when it gets hot, and, you know, we're not obviously the hottest part in Australia, but we still get quite hot. 
is it generally will cool down at night, which is a good thing. Cause that's the part I hate. I hate it when it's hot at night and you're trying yeah. to sleep. Whereas like, I know um, Adelaide is a weird city that basically, oh, it was about 10 years ago. They, they had, a, and it sometimes happens still too. They got like about, I think 15 consecutive days where it was over 40 degrees Celsius. And then I think each night it wouldn't drop below like 35. So like, I mean, that's mm. just ridiculous. You can't, live in that that's terrible and i'm sitting here right now and i'm thinking like oh it's actually not too cold tonight it's only seven degrees right now so i'm like oh it's a <laughs> bit of a warm winter night for us right now it usually drops at least oh. zero here in winter so we had uh casper yeah. uh they do this thing at school where they do a journal entry every day to talk about what they did and then also the teacher's aide or whatever will write down this so we did two or three days in a row they're like hey we did not take them outside for recess today because it was a little bit hot and then on one day casper actually wrote in his journal entry like in his own writing it's like we went outside to play, but we had to come inside because it was too hot with exclamation marks. <laughs> He's getting upset about this heat. <laughs> but then he turns around and goes, It's a winner. Uh- <laughs> it's a winner. <laughs> That was so funny. Colin did a great little review of Minions 2 on the Oz Network with his son, Casper. And then I love it when you're just basically like, Casper, I'm just going to let you to talk right now. So what, how old is he? Like five, six, isn't he? Six. Six. six so now. like basically, you know, as a six-year-old, you know, does you know doesn't say a lot of sensical things. And then all of a sudden, blah, 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 it's a winner. Yeah, he, he literally goes into a song, like, tell me anything you want to say. And he goes into a song running through Daddy and Casper went to the movie and we got popcorn and we met hockey player to go to see mommy. And then just pause and then it's a winner. <laughs> Perfect ending. <laughs> Next time we do a review on the Oz Network, I want us to just have a new scale of buy it, rent it, spin it, or <laughs> it's a winner. A winner. <laughs> and I think I'm just going to get that clip, that clip of Casper just going, it's a winner. <laughs> Oh, good. Uh, fun. Colin, thank you. I'm glad you earned more money doing this segment than I did, but I'm sure we'll uh, get you on again soon. Uh, yeah, two or three more phone calls and I'll start sharing my <laughs> earnings with you. All right, we're about to uh, wrap things up for another week, but I found uh, the guy that we spoke to at the beginning of this episode, Mr. Noah Groves. Noah, you still alive, doing well? Yes, hello? I'm here. I'm cool. Good. Now... We love doing quizzes and random things on this show. Um, and I'm for listeners of this, quiz. Uh, well, for those who have been listening in the last few weeks with uh, Jen and Casey, uh, they would have remembered the little book that I triviaed them on, two Americans. We triviaed them with the Ultimate US Road Trip Atlas 2nd Edition. Oh, right? no. Now, quick little story about this. I first saw this book in the great restaurant of Cracker Barrel about six years ago when I was traveling with uh, Tanya Vance from Survivor. And we had dinner at Cracker Barrel. Great. Saw this, never bought it. So I was driving with Jen. We went to uh, Philadelphia to see a concert. And on the way back through to New York, I saw Cracker Barrel. I'm like, can we go to Cracker Barrel? I just want to see if this book is there. Anyway, so point is, this has got 50 US states in it. And it gives you some great fun facts about each state. Now, Noah Groves is a savant when it comes to US state capitals. That's true. So I'm going to go through each of these and I want to see if you can get all of them. Are you confident? I'm not confident, but I was a savant and I'm willing to give it a red hot go. All right. So I'm going to do these. It's in all alphabetical order. So let's start with the heart of Dixie, Alabama. Montgomery. Montgomery Burns is correct. Good job. Would you like to know a fantastic Alabama fact while I'm here? I would love to. Bear wrestling is illegal in Alabama. So just don't wrestle bears the next time what? you're there. 
No okay. fun. All right, let's now move into the last frontier state, which is Alaska. Where is the capital of Alaska? That would be in Juneau. You would be correct. Would you like a fantastic Alaska fact Why are you here? Do you know what? I would. Barrow, Alaska goes through three months of daylight in the summer and two months of darkness in the winter. There you go. I I was there in summer and it was just light all the time. So, yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's go to the Grand Canyon State of Arizona. What is the capital of Arizona? Oh, is it Phoenix? It is Phoenix. Correct. For that, you get a fantastic Arizona fact. Camels were once imported from the Middle East to carry goods across Arizona for the U.S. Army. And there you go. Camels are one of the biggest exports from Australia to the Middle East, actually. Well, look at you, Mr. Fact Man. Um, let's go to the natural state, Arkansas, otherwise known as Arkansas. Um, what is the capital of Arkansas? I'd say that's probably Little Rock. You are correct. And your fantastic prize, the fantastic Arkansas fact. It is the only state that actively mines diamonds. Diamonds are forever. Would you like a, for a bonus point? I'll give you a bonus point here, Noah. Who is the only US president to come from Arkansas? Oh, I I would say Benjamin Franklin, but um, I'm going to go with Grover Cleveland. Nowhere close. I would have given you a clue and said he's a fairly recent one. Uh, Mr. Bill Clinton. He's from Arkansas. Good on him. There you go. Uh, the Golden State, California. He's an easy one. What's the capital of California? Even I know this one. That would be Sacramento. One of the worst NBA teams. But yes, you are correct. Well done. You're five from five. Uh, your five prize five. is dogs are not allowed to dig holes in dog parks in Los Angeles County. Yeah. Sorry, Roman. <laughs> bark, bark. Uh, let's go to the Centennial State, Colorado. Um, it's not Denver. It's give me, give me the first letter. I need a hint for this. I think your hint should be to think with what you just said then. Denver. It is Denver. Correct. <laughs> and happy congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche for winning the Stanley Cup. Um, I don't have a fantastic Colorado fact, but I have a traffic law you won't believe. Firing a catapult on Aspen Street's is against the law. So it should Don't be. Do it. All right. Let's go to the Constitution State, Connecticut. What is the capital of Connecticut? Um, is it Hartford? It is Hartford. Correct. <laughs> Uh, home of a for, former hockey team. Um, again, don't have a Connecticut fact, but I have a traffic law you won't believe. It is illegal to drive a lawnmower faster than four miles an hour, which is six kilometers an hour for those. Yeah, so it should be. Normal folk who use the metric system. Uh, let's go to the first state, or it is now known as the current state of the current US president, old sleepy gummy Joe, uh, Delaware. What's the capital of Delaware? I do know this because there is a place in Tasmania that shares its name. It's Dover, Delaware. Also my last name, Ben Dover. Uh-huh. Uh, traffic law you won't believe. You can't cook inside your car on Fenwick Island. Damn, that's what I was going to do. No, I had planned for that, so that's a shame. Uh, here's one even I know. The Sunshine State, not Queensland, Florida. What's the capital of Florida? And no, it is not an alligator. 
That would be a, a very cursed place in a show that we cover lost. It would be Tallahassee. Well done. Nine from not, uh, not you're kicking ass here. A fantastic Florida fact. Uh, orange juice is Florida state beverage. Cool. Like orange um, juice. Uh, let's go to the peach state, Georgia. Love Georgia. Been there multiple times. Great state. Uh, what is the capital of Georgia? Georgia. Is it Atlanta? It is Atlanta. There you go. Great city. I love Atlanta. Home of the reigning MLB champions. I'm sure you knew that. Yep, good uh, city. Fantastic Georgia fact. Goldfish can't be given away as prizes in Athens-Clark County. Noah's left us. He's walked away. Uh, oh, no. He's... Well, well, that takes away my prize. <laughs> it does. He's gone to plug something in. All right. Uh, the Aloha State. Hawaii. Uh, is, is it Honolulu? It is Honolulu. Wow, you're kicking ass. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I've asked you this before. Hang on, your Hawaiian fact is Hawaiian sand comes in rainbow of colours, black, red, and even green. Like, you're not a person who, to me, seemingly gives a shit about the United States of America. So why did you all of a sudden just go, I'm going to learn all the American capitals? I've never been to America. Uh, well, the thing is, when Ben first knew, knew me, I was quite big. And yes. I can't, kind of tried to lose weight. And one of my goals was, well, while I'm walking and trying to lose weight, I need something to keep me occupied. So first I was going to learn the 50 states and I learned that. And then, okay, that was quite easy. Then I'm going to learn the states. And apparently the states are not that obvious. So part of my losing weight was, okay, let me learn the states of America, even though I've never been to America. And I don't know when I will be to America. It's probably the country I've been to the most outside of Australia. So, um, yeah, yeah, all right. You should go there. It's a great country. And as I always say, America might only be one country, but literally every state feels like a different country. So it's a unique land. Um, The gem state, Idaho. Idaho. Oh, God. Now we're getting niche. Um, What does it start with? B. Boise. No, no, not Boise. That's Uh, North uh, Carolina. Uh, I'd stick with that. Is it Boise? Boise, Boise, B-O-I-S-E, Boise, yeah. Oh, Boise. I'll give it to you. 12 from 12. Um, I don't have any Idaho facts. No, no one does. No, no one does. Five cool things to do here. There's roadside attractions. Um, Idaho seems boring. I've not been to Idaho. I've been to 28 states. Idaho is not one of them. So, Potatoes. That's what they're known for. Uh, I've, this is a state I've been to. Uh, love this state, particularly one city. The land of Lincoln, Illinois. 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 Uh, I do know this. Um, it's Springfield, Illinois. You are correct. I do know that because my stepdad is from Illinois and I knew that it's not Chicago. It's the Simpsons, Illinois. Best best pizza I've ever had in my life was in Chicago. Um, great city. Uh, a traffic law you won't believe. You better ride your bicycle by the book in Galesburg where fancy tricks are pro- prohibited. Prohibited. There you go. The Hosier State. Hosier State. Hosier State. It's very Canadian. Uh, Indiana. That would be Indianapolis. 
Correct. 14 from 14. Fantastic Indiana facts. Uh, Abraham Lincoln lived in Indiana from age seven until he was 21 years old. That's a good fact. This is a great I'm, I'm honestly surprising myself here that I've got 14 from 14. We've only got 36 to go. We could be here for a while. Uh, the Hawkeye State, Iowa. Des Moines? Correct. Well done. Uh, it is illegal to pick a flower in a city park in Mount Vernon. I would never. Don't do it. Kansas, the sunflower state. I've been to this capital, actually, randomly. Kansas is, it's not Kansas City, right? No, it is not. Is that your guess? Do we have to mark that off the list? No, no. Um, Kansas. What does it start with? T. Uh Topeka, Kansas. Correct. Been there. It's a dump. Um, you've been, you've been <laughs> yeah, to Topeka? I, I uh, went to Manhattan, Kansas, of all places, and then uh, we went for a drive to Topeka, and it's not a very nice place. It's kind of boring. I mean, I was in the middle of buttfuck nowhere in Kansas. I think that's the most central I've ever been in the state. Fucking hot as balls. Can I just say that? Um, it is illegal to ride a zebra down the road in Derby. Okay. I would never... Uh, been to this state, uh, the bluegrass state, ding, 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 Kentucky. What is the capital? And it is not Goldfinger. I believe that would be Frankfurt, right? Frankfurt, Frankfurt. Correct. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Um, Eastern Kentucky is home to so many country music stars that a stretch of highway was renamed the Country Music Highway. And fun fact, the first ever KFC, not in Kentucky, it's in Salt Lake City. So there you go. The Pelican State, Louisiana. Would be Baton Rouge. Correct. Uh, it is illegal to have a pig farm within two miles or one and a half, one point six k's of an army camp in Jefferson Parish. I would never. Maine, the pine tree state. That would be Augustus, Maine. Did you say Augusta, or what did you just say? I would say Augustus, but Augusta. Yeah. It says Augusta. I'll give it to you. Um, Maine is larger than all five other New England states combined. Cool. Uh, the old line oh. state, Maryland, Maryland. Is it Annapolis? It is Annapolis. Uh, well yeah. done. Maryland gave up some of its land to help form the U.S. capital, Washington, D.C. Literally, I've never been to America. I want yeah, to point I, that out. You, you would, you know, you would do better at these than me. You know, I've been to... More than half the states. Uh, the Bay State, Massachusetts. I can never pronounce that properly. Massachusetts. It's in Boston. Um, well. What, what does it start with? B. <laughs> it is Boston. It's one of those ones where it is the obvious one. That's um, the thing is most American states are not the obvious one, but then some of them are the obvious great, one. Great. I've only spent a couple of days there, but it was, a, it was nice. They don't, there's no facts about Boston. Massachusetts. Um, yeah, I went to Harvard. It was fun. Cool. Uh, yeah, awesome. Uh, the Wolverine State, Michigan. Um, is it an upper? You already said that for a different state. What does it start with? Uh, L. Atlantic. I'll give it to you. Uh, in all seriousness, I'm just seeing if you can get all 50 eventually. So there you go. Um, also, it doesn't have any you got to give me a one little buffer for each. Sure. Um, 
a slice of traditional German is translated to Frank, yeah, whatever. Uh, oh, uh, state that I've been to a couple of times. The land of 10,000 lakes, Minnesota. Minnesota. What does it start with? S. St. Paul? Correct. Ah. Well done. Uh, Water skiing was invented in Minnesota in 1922. Really? Roger Moore would be so happy. It would be. The Magnolia State, Mississippi. Mississippi. Uh, What does it start with? J. J. Jane, Mississippi. Oh, you may have stumped me right now. Mississippi. A very famous singer has this last name. A very famous singing family has this last name. Jackson, Mississippi. Correct. Um, Legendary blues guitarist B.B. King was born near Itabina. Cool. Um, all right, so let's now go to the show me state. Sounds a bit kinky. Missouri. Um, also what's the first letter? With J. J, Missouri. Named after, I'm guessing, a very famous US president. And I'm pretty certain this guy was president. This isn't like the Benjamin Franklin bullshit. <laughs> this, this guy was president. I think he's on like some of their money from memory as well. It's not Washington. It's not Lincoln. I think he's um, in the. I think he's on Mount Rushmore. I think this guy's on Mount Rushmore. Rushmore. Missouri. What's the second letter? I'll tell you this. Okay. Think about the host of a TV show that may have had us meet. And then add some extra things to the rest of that. May have had us me. <laughs> what? The host of a TV show that made us meet. Made us meet. So we oh. wouldn't have met if it wasn't for a TV show. It brought us together on Survivor Oz. Who was the host of that show? Jeff. Uh, Jefferson City. Correct. There we go. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to say don't give that to me, though. Like, oh, okay. Quite <laughs> wrong. Don't give that to me. Kansas City has more than 200 fountains. Fun fact. Uh, the big sky country, Montana. Uh, Helena. Correct. It is Helena. Um, no facts for Montana because no one cares about it. Uh, the Cornhusk Estate, Nebraska. I have a giant corn hatch that I got in Nebraska. That would be Lincoln, Nebraska. It would be. Do you like corn? I don't like corn. I love corn. Nebraska is the only U.S. state with a unicameral legislature, meaning just one branch. Every other state has a bicameral or two branch, like Queensland. Queensland doesn't have an upper house. You don't like corn? Corn and peas are my two least favorite foods. Fuck off. You fuck off. (laughs) The Silver State, Nevada. Uh, is it Carson City? It is Carson City. Good job. No facts about Nevada. Las Vegas is there. That's all you need to know. The Granite State, New Hampshire. Um, Concord. Well done, Noah. You are correct. Uh, again, no facts about New Hampshire. I've driven through New Hampshire. It's very green. 
Uh, uh, a place that I spent a significant amount of time in over the last couple of months. The Garden State, New Jersey. Um, New Jersey. What does it start with? T. Trenton. Correct. Uh, and this is a fun fact that actually I've seen in practice. You are not allowed to pump your own gas in New Jersey. You have to have someone do it for you. Yep. It's very interesting. Do you remember, like, I don't, you'd be too young. I remember as a kid when my dad would get petrol and they would pump it for him and then just people got lazy. It's a medium thing to do. Yeah. Land of Enchantment, New Mexico. Um, New Mexico, what's it start with? S. 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 Yes. New Mexico. Think of Christmas. What's the second letter? S. Think of a fat man who comes down your chimney and gives you presents. Ah, okay. Santa Fe. Correct. Uh, Generations of Native Americans lived in an adobe house in Taos for more than a thousand years, making it the country's oldest continuously inhabited building. There you go. Nothing about Breaking Bad or Walter White. That's a bit of a shame. Uh, another place I spent significant amount of time in the last few months, the Empire State, New York, New York. So great they named it twice. Albany. Correct. Um, beanbag. Did you go to Albany? Long way away from New York City. No, did not, sadly. Uh, beanbags can only be tossed in designated areas within the parks of the town of Hempstead. Um, I love this. Flirting on the streets of New York City could cost you a $25 fine. And also, this is something that I wanted to do to see if the NYPD would arrest me. It is illegal in New York City to walk around with an ice cream cone in your pocket on Sundays. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to walk up to a guy like, hey, you going, NYPD? Notice anything illegal? <laughs> see if they follow... I didn't do it. Um... I went to a place called Big Gay Ice Cream. Fantastic ice cream. Uh, the Tar Heel State, North Carolina. I mean, I really need to pee, but... <laughs> Would you like to go pee? Shall we pause this and you shall go pee? Yeah, pause it, but tell me the first letter. All right, the first letter is R. He's all the tension. I'm, just gonna, I'm not even going to edit this. I'm just going to... Talk about North Carolina. Let's read some North Carolina facts here. It is illegal to drive a car, the smokescreen device. It is forbidden to hurl rocks at the roads in Dunn. Rollerblading on state highways isn't just a bad idea. It is illegal in southern shores. Um, also, if you want five cool things to do here, you can buckle up for a hilly, curvy, topsy-turvy drive through the spectacular Appalachian Mountains. There are sea turtles, uh, watching endangered sea turtles bury their eggs in the beaches of the Outer Banks at Chain of Barrier Islands, rich in wildlife and pirate lore. Uh, you can see the Baltimore, Biltimore Estate. Explore this amazing mansion and imagine living in a house with fire fireplaces, a basement swimming pool. Mount Mitchell, peer down upon clouds from a top tallest peak east of Mississippi, more than a mile, 1.6 kilometers high. And Old Salem, travel back in time to 19th century town where you will find costume actors reenacting daily life in America's early years. Noah is really pissing hard. I will just say that right now. Um, the Tar Heel state of North Carolina. I have not been to North Carolina. There you go. Fun fact for all. I'm sure those people who want to know. I've not even been to South Carolina. I have been to none of the Carolinas. And my lord, he is peeing a lot. This is uh, being dragged out. The answer, by the way. Oh, no, I was going to give the answer. He's back. I better not give away the answer. What is the answer? 
No, girl. Is it's, it rally? It is rally. Yes. Did you rally the piss out of your PP hole just then? It was a, a big piss. Yeah. All right, the Rough Rider State, North Dakota. Uh, North. What's the first level? B. Boise. No. Done that. Uh, B. What's the second letter? G- it's German. B I. B I. Biz. Bismarck. Correct. <laughs> I'd, um, I'd say don't give that to me. That's the second that one. Here, don't right? give. You can you can walk to Canada and back inside the Peace Chapel at the International Peace Garden on the border of North Dakota and Manitoba, Canada. Oh, hmm. Colin. Um, do you remember Dakota? He's working in a bar now. He's like a bar manager somewhere in Battery Point. Good for you, Dakota. That's off. Former in, intern of this show, making a big. He's got a job. Look lucky him. Uh, the Buckeye <laughs> State, Ohio. I've been to this city too. Oh, yeah. What's the first Shit level? hockey team. A hockey team who just stole one of my hockey team's best players, RC. Think the person who landed in the USA to discover it. Uh, Columbia, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. You're not getting that one. Uh, It might sound like common sense, but you're not allowed to ride on the roof of a taxi in Youngstown. The Sooner State. Oklahoma where the wind... Is it Oklahoma City? It is Oklahoma City. Did you know that the shopping cart was invented in Oklahoma City? I did not. Yeah, you do. (laughs) Beaver. The Beaver State. Oregon. Uh, is it Portland? No. No, not in Portland. It's Salem. Salem, yeah. Which is, yeah. Don't leave your car door open longer than you have to. It's a crime! Uh, that is the only state on the West Coast that I have not been to. There you go. Fun Ben. Ben fact. Uh, the Keystone State, Pennsylvania. Harrisburg. Correct. Good job. Um, the banana split was created in 1904 in Latrobe by a 23-year-old man. Can I just say, no disrespect to Philadelphia, very underwhelming city. I was expecting there to be a lot more, like, I don't know, like just not great. I ran up the steps of Rocky, saw the statue, put money on Benjamin Franklin's not president's grave, had some cheesesteaks, but, yeah, underwhelming. Uh, the Ocean State, Rhode Island. Good TV um, show, this this one. <laughs> What's to start with? P. P for an island. Again, name of a TV show in the early 2000s. Ben liked it. You probably were too young to even know what it is. And it's not judging Amy, but it was similar. Two Bloods? <laughs> Providence. Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah. It is against the law to race horses on the highway. All right. The Palmetto State, South Carolina. And we've already... You actually, unless you know this, you already gave this as an answer for a state a few seconds ago that sounds similar. What's the first letter? So the state, the cat C. So you said the state, the capital is Columbus, but you said this as the answer instead. Columbia. Correct. Well done. Good job. 
Um, South Carolina was the first state to secede from the Union in the Civil War. There you go. South Dakota for Mount Rushmore State. What? I'm sorry. That's a lame motto. Like everyone's like the sooner state, the whatever. It's like, oh, we've got Mount Rushmore here. Cool. It's like Tasmania, the Mount Wellington State. Like, come on. Ah, uh, South Dakota. What's the first letter? P. P. It's a French name. Peoria. Pierre. Yeah. You're, you're trailing off on these ones now. More than 90% of Mount Rushmore was carved using TNT. Oi. Oi. TNT. <laughs> the volunteer state, Tennessee. Um, is an obvious one. Great city. It's in Nashville, is it? It is Nashville. Ding, ding. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Uh, great city. Milk. You'd love Nashville. Very music oriented. You, I would, you would love Nashville. Milk is the official state beverage. There you go. Uh, and I will say, not a country music fan, but the Country Music Hall of Fame, great place to visit. Very entertaining. Very exciting. Saw Elvis's, saw Elvis's gold Cadillac or whatever it was. Um, the Lone Star State, Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. That would be... Um Texas. Grand Prix held here. Not that would help you, but I've been to the Grand Prix, so I've been to this city. I know it's not an obvious one, so Texas. Uh. It's so I will say, like, I don't know if this probably won't help you, but Nashville and this city fight it out for the title of the music capital of the US. And I say Nashville wins hands down, but uh, anyway. Austin. Correct. Powers, here's our man. Um, Texas official state sport is rodeo. Ooh. Not us shooting people. Um, the Beehive State, Utah. This is another obvious one. Great city. Is it Salt Lake City? It is Salt Lake City. One of the uh, more underrated cities in America. Great city. It is illegal to use archery equipment to catch fish or crayfish. There you go. Hello to all our Mormon listeners. Hello, Josh. Uh, the Green Mountain State, Vermont. Montpelier. Correct. And I can tell you that Vermont produces more than a million gallons of maple syrup a year, more than any other state. Sorry, America, but like Canada can only have maple syrup. Like you just stop trying. The old Dominion state, Virginia. Sounds like vagina, but it's Virginia. Virginia. What's the first letter? R. Richmond. Correct. Eight American presidents were born in this state. Don't ask me who they are. Uh, another great state, um, the Evergreen State, Washington. Um, Olympia. Correct. Seattle, one of my favorites. You'd love Seattle. That's another place you would like. I'd love to go to Seattle. Washington is the only state named after a U.S. president. The Mountain State, West Virginia. Um... What's the first letter? C. Kind of like a dance. Like, it's not quite the dance, but it sounds like the dance. Second letter? H. Charleston. Correct. It is illegal to coast down a hill with a car in neutral gear in West Virginia. The Badger State, Wisconsin. Uh, Madison? 
Correct. Uh, Green Bay is called the toilet paper capital of the world. That's where we should be asking the folding or scrunching question. They would know that one. Uh, the equality state. Lame. Wyoming. Not that I disagree with quality. I'm all for equality, but just like that's a lame name. Like the anti-discrimination state. Like, come on. Helena. Incorrect. Cheyenne. 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 Sure. More than half of the world's geysers are in Yellowstone National Park. That's it. Wow. So what did you get here? 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 43. Not bad. Good job, Noah. Well done. Pretty good. Pretty good for a drunken Saturday night. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so what to talk about. Noah, thank you for joining us. Appreciate your time. You've wasted a good hour on this show, but we, we come back. Will you please? No. Okay, cool. And for everyone playing I know, at home, I mean, probably. listening and all that kind of stuff, like, subscribe, do all the fun stuff. We're back, sort of. We'll be back next week. You'll have to find out. Uh, but, yes, that's all we are doing right now. Uh, until then, keep sucking those oranges, Hobart, and good night. Good night.